What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here. But where's my clap? Where's my clap? Wait. <laughs> there we go. What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang. And that's you. For being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome back to our live streams, the Wake Up Show, part of the Free Agent Lifestyle Podcast here on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. I hope everybody had a good weekend. I took a couple of days off, took myself down to the junior college, had a little bit of fun and relaxed and kicked it in all of that stuff recovered from uh, the week of streams. Anyway, man, shout out to you, brothers. We're going to get right in today's show. We got a couple of topics that we need to uh, discuss. Uh, the main event today is Swim Thick. We're going to talk about that. We talked about Slim Thick the other day. Now they call it Swim Thick, a Houston party that featured uh, women that they would be classified as BBW, supersized BBW, uh, super women, big, large, gargantuan, however you want to call it. What was what was going on here? Hey, listen, viewer discretion is advised in this particular uh, content piece. Uh, listen, we're not here to have uh, demonstrate hate nor harm for any particular people. We're just going to express um, the truth behind the obsession of largely overweight or potentially obese women. All right. Especially in lower income communities and so forth and so on. We're going to talk about it. I know people are going to want to talk about Marilyn Monroe and you're going to bring up the olden days. You know what I mean? In the 1850s, you know, you don't bring up all of that BS, um, not BS. You're going to bring up all of those things and we're going to provide clarity on what that means. We're going to place time and time. You know, a lot of people, want, they're going to be like, well, back in the olden days, you know, bigger women were actually um, looked upon as, as positively. And we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about that and we're going to apply what happens because uh people are cherry pickers all right there's a lot of cherry pickers out here well in the olden days having food was a luxury mm. all right now everybody has food and you have access to processed food and the size of the women have almost doubled since then so you're not gonna apply some olden theories to now all right polygamy polygamy or polygyny was probably more popular form of relationship so we're arranged marriages during this time where people would go back and say, well, bigger women are actually obsessed on. So was polygamy. So was multiple plural marriages. So was uh, abuse. So was arranged marriages. All right, so come on. Mm. All right, beard acting up. So you know what I mean? You can't just ch cherry pick and say, we should apply those standards to the minor standards, but then leave the other stuff behind. Oh, I don't want all that though. All right, I don't want any polygamy. I don't want uh, feudalism. I don't want extreme classism, which we do have today, by the way, but extreme classism, you think classism is a problem today. Extreme classism was a, a situation. You also had slavery back then. You want to go back then now? You want to go back to the beauty standards back then? Yeah, Jim Crowism. Anyway, there's a whole bunch of things that people cherry pick and want to bring from this period to that period and then leave the other stuff behind. Mm. I don't, I'm not going to let you guys get that. I'm not going to let you guys do that. <laughs> okay, we're not going to do that around here. If we want to drag one particular, and people do this with traditionalism, men should be traditional. Men need to do what they used to do, all right? But then the women are doing something completely different, progressivism. Okay, wait, what are we applying here? What, what's going on here? All right, you're going to do something completely different. We're going to do the same thing, and then you're just going to get the benefit, cherry pick, and then be able to do what you want to do. We can't do that. Can't do that, but we're going to talk about the obsession uh, behind this particular thing. We're also going to touch on Neo. Uh, the R&B singer out here, Neo out here buying peace leave. All right, this dude, Neo out here like, I got money. <laughs> uh, we're also going to talk about pay for play. I mean, the, the idea that you guys believe that the monogamy is possible, especially for a highly, 
highly successful men. Of course, I was waiting for an appointment to go on here. Um, and I told them to be here at a certain time before I go live. And of course, their ass showed up late. They're going to be sitting outside. All right, that's going to be their ass on that one uh, at this particular point. Anyway, I even delayed the stream for their ass 15 minutes and they didn't show up. And I told them, you better be here before this period or it's going to be an effed up situation. So anyway, um, and besides, so, so we're going to talk about Neo paying for play, his wife throwing his ass under the bus. We're also going to talk about um, the Straggle and Sniggle Theater. All right, Snap, Straggle and Sniggle Theater. Let me see. I need a sound effect for Straggle and Sniggle Theater. Allegedly, there's a video of a man who flies a woman in to clap her cheeks, and he drops her off at the airport and uh, because he didn't get to clap the cheeks. We're going to go over to Straggle Sniggle Theater, and we're going to see if this is a legit story. Um, and uh, see, it, it, we're going to talk about why these videos are coming out. We're going to talk about why these videos are coming out. Um, and many times they're preying on stereotypes either related to race or um, they're related to people's insecurity about relationships. All right. So we're going to talk about that as well. All right. Um, I had a great video that I was going to use for the white liberal woman to warn you black men that going over to white women is not going to be your answer, especially when you're going over to a certain type of white women and these women are overwhelmingly liberal minded. What's going to happen is you're going to go over there and you're going to be treated like a pet. All right. You're going to be treated like a pet. And um, when you get treated like a pet, there was a video. And I, for some reason, I thought I saved it on my Instagram, but I did not So anyway, um, now do me a favor. Hit the like button. See, these assholes came right now. All right. And I told their asses to not come right now. So anyway, do me a favor. Hit the like button. We'll get into the stream and um, we'll go from there. Do me a favor. Hit the like button. And then we're going to be we're going to take a quick break. Soon as we starting, we already taking a quick break. These people, man, piss me the hell off. All right, give me a second. So women, you know, we're more educated now. And Americans owe more than $1.5 trillion in student loan debt, and women reportedly hold around two-thirds of that debt. Women hold nearly two-thirds of the outstanding student debt at around $930 billion. Now some presidential candidates are proposing solutions to fix the worsening debt problem. This proposal completely eliminate student debt in this country. I also found it interesting that 37% of women don't really understand the whole student loan payback system, but men, they understand it a little bit better. So you're going to pay for people who didn't save any money, and those of us that did the right thing get screwed. And the irony is that this is Elizabeth Warren, the woman who is getting 300000 a year for teaching one course. How do you feel about these people here who, who show up to to show their free speech trying to censor you right now? The divorce rate in California is how much now? Statistics said 75%. So 75%. Every 13 seconds. All right. And anyway, anyway, shout out to the coach gang. Do me a favor. Hit the like button. I had to scold them for violating the rules there. But anyway, we are back in here. Do me a favor. Hit the like button or we're going to get a little bit of belly deli in the building in the building de belly deli so hit the hit the like button we're gonna get belly deli see these guys threw me all off of my game anyway um we're gonna acknowledge the brothers who came in and donated earlier so dollar sign cga live dollar sign cga live on the cash app Venmo, coach greg adams tv on Venmo, and then on paypal it is what is the paypal paypal is paypal.me backslash coach greg adams all right i 
So anyway, where are we at? Let me type that in. All right, let me type that in real quick. Get that belly deli going. We need 600 likes, 600 likes, and then we can get into the show. All right, paypal.me backslash Coach Greg Adams. All right, some of you brothers secretly love that belly deli. All right, so anyway. Let's acknowledge the brothers who came in here nice and early with the Cash App. All right, so Cash App is going to be Classy Beats for... I got money. All right, shout out to you. Classy Beats is in the building. Simon Small came in with the donation, donating to the gospel of the free agent lifestyle. Band the Belly Deli. All right, God dang. All right, y'all don't like that belly? You know you like that belly. We're going to talk about how you guys like that belly. Bryant Horsley is in the building. Appreciate you for being here again. Who else is in here? Ricky Webster. Hey, shout out to you. Good to see you over here, brother. He says one more for you, coach. Shout out to you. And uh, he also says French toast props due to the crew in the building. Good to see you back in here. Who else is in here? Angry Wankle. All right. Shout out to you. My tip for the tip jar. Shout out to you. Chris Johnson is his name. Appreciate you for being here, broski. All right. Who else we got in the building? Lyle Pocket says, coachy. You have any ring games for sale? All right, shout out to the ring game ladies. I got money. All right, and those big old toddies. You know she got them big old saggy waggies. All right, that girl got them saggy waggies. <laughs> all right, uh, who likes the saggy waggies? Anybody? Y'all like them saggy, just soggy? They laid to the side. They be laid out. <laughs> this woman looked like she got them saggy waggies. Shout out to her right here. Dad, what are you doing? Playing the ring game that he made, which is okay with me, because he could definitely be fucking bitches right now. And he's playing a ring game in the kitchen. Leave my man. <laughs> she knows a good thing when she has it, boy. Uh, who likes them saggy waggies? Who likes them socks? Somebody says they can't hear me. Uh, we're going to talk about the fetishization of big women. All right. It's definitely a fetish in our culture. And um, a lot of guys say that there's a preference. We're going to talk about that on a post that I had on Twitter. A lot of you guys say it's a preference. I love big women. But really, the data doesn't pan that out. The data doesn't pan that out. When you look at people who are married, when they start married, they don't start big. All right. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to look at the statistics related to that, hopefully. Shout out to Turning the Tassel. Turn the Tassel says, had a Spanish expat on vacation, red pill, married to Married and two kids. All right. So you did you meet up with him? All right. Expat. Oh, you met a Spanish expat on vacation. Red pill. Married two kids. All right. Uh, give him the buzzer. <laughs> XL Pro Services is back in the building as well on the Cash App. And then let me do a couple more Cash Apps and we'll move over to PayPal. And then Mo. Shout out to Eternal Hopes is in the building. That is a very generous super chat. As you can see, and if you've been missing for a while, there's no more super chats or no more super chats because we give this truth. Shout out to Shelby out in New York City out here over here. He says, I like thick chicks. It helps my workouts. <laughs> All right. Um, do you like thick chicks outside or inside? It's kind of like, you know, do you like to tuck your belly inside the pants or outside the pants? It's the same question because a lot of guys like big chicks. Okay, they like big chicks. It's just a it's just a fact, and a lot of guys don't want to admit it, but it's okay. We can admit things over here. We can be truthful. A lot of guys would be like, I never bang a big chick. And then you'd be like, didn't you see him with a big chick? I see you guys out there. You know what I mean? I see y'all. Y'all be like, what's up, coach? <laughs> what's up, coach? I'd be like, hey, man, everything's good. And then I see you, and I'd be like, whoa. 
I see you like I'm round and big. And when I'm throwing a gig, <laughs> all right, uh, we ain't got to lie to the brothers around here. We know y'all have them. You know y'all be out there chasing them. What do they call them? Chubby chasers? Y'all like the chubby chase? All right, we're going to tell you where that obsession comes from. All right, it'll be okay. You know, we're going to all agree. <laughs> Shout out to Jones G. Morning Coffee. What a coach in the building. Appreciate you. Let me check over here if we got some action over on Venmo. And we do. El Jefe is in the building. Appreciate you getting my morning juice of CGA in the building. Pause. Mm-hmm. All right. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. We're getting it here and we're back. We back. Oh, by the way, if you missed Friday evening's live stream, the Friday evening live stream took place on Twitch in which we were talking about the Will Smith, um, Will Smith apology. So we talked about that. And then we talked about child support. So for people who want to know some game about child support, we talked about it. Hey, Sizzle's in the building. He says, he says, I got money. It's I got money Monday. Much love to the coach and the gang. And that's and you. oh, by the way, the Fupa print go crazy. The Fupa print go crazy around here. Shout out to the Fupa printers. All right. We're going to see a lot of that in a minute. Well, it's going to be later in the show. Shout out to, um, we're going to call you, J- let's call you Jacob. He says, just watch your collab with, Peace to the Saints. He says, I was cracking up at you going at the knuckle dragging super chat haters. And I was thinking this is why coach says he doesn't do collabs. Yeah. Um, yeah. Those guys were over there waiting with bated breath. Uh, so I had to go in there and lay the smack it down on just the super chatters. I'm cool with uh, peace to the Saints, by the way. Uh, shout out to Frank. He says, YouTube support CGA. Welcome back, coach. Thank you, man. It's good. It's good to be back. Tell me something good. All right. A lot of people want to know what's going on. I'm going to do the story on Straggle and Sniggle Theater. All right. Mm. Let's do Straggle and Sniggle Theater. Then we'll do the Swim Fest, the Thick Woman. And then we'll do Neo at the end. We'll do it in that order. Okay. We'll do it in that order. And, And let me just tell you, man, the like button is not looking very good right now. All right. And the reason why people harp on the like button is because it brings more people in. People are going to be interested in it. And I know you want to be hold the like button hostage. I ain't doing ish for you, but it's important. All right, this show was sponsored by the like button. It's very important that people uh, come see the show. And if you're interested in the show, how, how about just hit the like button, right? You know what I mean? And get well, more people in here. So in the meantime, we need 700 likes and we're getting it. Appreciate you. We need 700 likes, but you know what I mean? We got, this is a theme for the show here. Let's go ahead and roll. Y'all be scared of a little belly. Y'all, y'all see how scrum diddly um shit it look? Baby girl, y'all scared of a little belly deli? Y'all scared of a little belly deli for what? Who told you be scared of that belly? Let it lose, son. Let it. I know y'all see the football print. The football print go crazy. The football print go crazy. Come on, parabola. Come on, y equal x squared. Maybe cubed on some days. Well, we're going to talk about her uh, in the data definitely related to her. People are saying, you know, in the olden days, she was the most desirable woman out there. We're going to see if that actually holds up as well. All right. So let's get into this particular story right here. All right. Straggle and Sniggle Theater. All right. Everybody wants to know, Coach, what is Straggle and Sniggle Theater? All right. I got to let you guys know what Straggle and Sniggle Theater is. Um, I don't know if you guys know. Let me see if I can share this screen uh, right here. All right. Let me see if I can pull it up. Pause. All right. Here's here's remember this video that went viral um, where the woman had the single. She was a single mom. Let me see here. Hell, like you're not going to sit here and make my other kids feel left out. And you're only bringing one child something to eat. Look, there you go. And I bet you we only got one thing in there. 
bet you he only. I bet you he only got one thing in there. All right, and so remember this guy right here. He was gonna bring McDonald's for one kid. And then they threw it out there. She has three other kids and he's only got, remember this thing. Well, it kind of has come out that this video was fake and did indeed fake. All right. Or it was orchestrated to, for the purpose of getting viral, going viral. And even the woman who participated in it doubled down. And she said she was looking to earn some money off the viral video. And uh, which is goofy because I'm like, viral videos don't typically earn a lot of money, right? It, it has to have like, it has to have like a hundred thousand. I mean, a hundred million views. And they has to keep playing it over time for it to earn money. And it has to be monetized up front. Like you have to be a monetized person up front. Like you can't be in the middle of a, a, a video and then try to get monetized. It just takes too long. So people don't understand how social media works. So they're trying to go viral. I don't know. They did to an, to an extent. But what they did was highlight stereotypes. Okay. And so that's why I call this straggle and sniggle theater. All right. And so this, these things are happening more and more because reality TV is pretty much scripted and uh, many people are obsessed with social media. And so what's happening is the, these people are using stereotypes, not just with race, but with relationships to prey on your insecurities about relationships. So single motherhood was highlighted and multiple, uh, you know, uh, multiple baby daddies was highlighted. And so it became a discussion. Was this legit? And why, why shouldn't he do this? And why shouldn't he do that? Well, it was a fake video or it was came out that they were it was orchestrated for viral views now we're seeing more and more of these videos come out that prey on the insecurities of relationships it preys on the current dating marketplace or dating standards so now you have a situation where a man allegedly flies in a woman flies in a woman and then there was a misunderstanding about what the intent of the fly-in would be meaning he spent money and he was going to spend time with her aka tricking Right. Spend money, pay attention, you know, spend time and so forth and so on. It's all the same. And then the woman saying, hey, what are you talking about? I'm not supposed to uh, sleep with you. So now there's a so-called misunderstanding of if the woman's supposed to sleep with him, if they get flown in. Right. And he's like, you're not sleeping with me. I'm going to take you back. All right. So let's go ahead and review this straggle and sniggle theater. I'm going to go ahead and say right off the rip. That is not legitimate. It's just preying on the insecurities of relationships and modern relationships at that. Um, uh, let's go ahead and review the film. Okay. Let's go ahead. It's it's on World Star. Uh, fair use. All the way out. Look, y'all stuff all the way out here. You're really gonna record me? All right. So right off the rip, you can say, you know, they're already going to handle the objection of why would these per why would this person allow themselves to be recorded without slapping the phone out of the hand? I would think if this was a typical straggle that she would have slapped the phone out of the hand and not just allow herself to be recorded for four minutes, but that's neither here nor there. Let's go ahead and roll the film. I'm recording this shit. They need to know. You really gonna record me? No, I need to know. Yeah, this is a fake video. I'm sorry. I mean, listen, it is what it is, but let's go ahead and go. Out of Florida, all the way out of L.A. So Nigga, you been no Nigga, you been 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 Come on, we been FaceTiming every day. Face I don't give a fuck. Are you all really taking shit. me all the way back I to the fucking airport? The you really taking I me back to the airport? Yes, you to the fucking airport. Yes, you and you're airport. taking me back to the airport because of. All right, so yeah, they're trying to get it all out and and get it all. You're taking me back to the airport because uh, she's playing really dumb. All right, so she's playing super duper dumb. Um, if you guys have ever flown a woman in, uh, which you know I don't suggest you do stuff like that, but it's up to you to do it as long as you have the agreement up front. And uh, you have the resources and you have the willing participant in this situation. It appears that he is missing, too. All right. He's missing, too. He 
he might have the resources. I don't know why he would fly this woman in, but maybe we'll touch on that later. And uh, she can't even see out of her snuffle up his eyelashes to even understand it. So she's playing dumb. I don't know why you flew me in. Why did you fly me in? This should have all been handled up front. All right. But anyway, continue. Because of what? Tell him why. Give me no cheeks. Nigga, I'm not fucking out. obligated to give you no my what? I flew you out. Nigga, what are you talking you about? Nigga, no, you were lame no, as fuck. No, no, no you're lame as fuck. No, 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 you're fucking lame. I'll you're lame. LA Just take me to the fucking airport. Just all right. So in this situation here, she wants to say he's lame. Um, I'm not obligated to give you anything. But again, like I said, since this is straggle and sniggle theater, all right, people will fall for this. They'll take this bait and they will think that this, this is something kind of normal going on here. And um, and then women will be, you know, women will be in the comment section saying, I'm not obligated to do nothing. You pay for me, blah, blah, blah. And then you'll, that, those are typical mouth breathing straggles. And then you'll have sniggles. All right, that are sitting around saying, Well, if I fly you in, you better give up the cheeks, right? This is straggle, straggle and sniggle theater for sure. All right, continuing. Just just get me there. Just Walk get around me there. my crib, titties out, stuff like that, taking showers in my shower. Nigga, it's my like body. What are you, what, okay. what are you talking about? I don't care. We can't. I don't have to give you my coochie. Are you okay? No, I don't have to give you my coochie. Lay in my bed. Lay in my bed. I mean, who allows themselves to be recorded like this? But anyway. Oh. All right, there's the smack right there. That's what we were waiting for. They actually legitimately, legitimately drove by an airport to kind of heighten the uh, the reality. They also have the air freshener, the tree air freshener in the uh, thing going on there. Probably a Nissan Altima going in. Took my phone. Stop no, no, don't fly her out. Look, don't fly her out. Bruh, you don't fly her out. Okay. She's like, oh, no cheeks. I've been, I've been FaceTiming her. This is like, my cheeks, nigga. This my ass. And my coochie. What are you talking about? I mean, the excessive use of the N-word by women towards the men of their race is despicable. It's despicable. I mean, I I this is why I've always said uh these relationships, and typically relationships don't do well in this community. Uh, the relationships between men and women are more like partners, homies, cousins. It's not very much love and lovers going on. And so this term is used very in a disrespectful way. It's not meant as a term of endearment, as if another man in that community would say it to another man. Many times it is still a level of disrespect. But the women using it is absolutely despicable, reprehensible, and disgusting. Continuing. You wanted to whip your wiener out, nigga. I ain't asked nah, you to put nah, it in the nah, fucking nah, camera. Nah, I don't care. I'm about to whip over here and jump your ass up, too. Whatever, nigga. Just yeah, get me there. Nah, just get, nah, I don't even know why the fuck nah, I came nah, here. Nah. I don't even know why I, I came know here. You're a lame ass, nigga. You're a lame ass. I don't know why I came. Allegedly, you didn't come. Neither did him or he. You're a lame-ass nigga. You a lame-ass nigga. She didn't even came. You can't get no coochie? What? You flew me out here to get coochie? Yes. Now they're going too far. I mean, you've extended the show. You could have cut the video right there, but you want to continue to be bad actors. You can't get no coochie. Now it's a uh, uh, now it's a conversation here that will be extended even more. The opportunity to trick. Why you had to fly me out and you lost. And uh, these are the type of women then that, um, you know, that that when you go to the next one, she'll be like, well, why don't you want to pay for things in advance? Why don't you want to do this and that? Right. If you don't want to do these things, then 
essentially, uh, you, you should take the risk because, you know, just because the other women finesse you, you should be able to re- be willing to take the risk. It's kind of a goofy argument and it's very circular. So women will uh, say, yes, you should fly me out. You should pay for dinner. You're not obligated to anything. But then when guys say, well, I'm going to hold on to my wallet, they'll say, well, why don't you take the risk? Why don't you go ahead and do it? It's crazy. I did. Nigga, nigga, come on. Yes, I flew you Just out for the coach. Just, it's, yes. cool. it's cool. You're lame. I flew you out for the coach. You're lame. And I will never talk to you again. All right, well, you ain't got to talk to me again. I'm just letting nigga, you know. just get me there. All right, whatever. The fuck? It's the longest airport in history. Hey, y'all about Weird. to drop her ass off. Dog. Yeah, drop me off, nigga. Y'all ever see her out? Don't fly her out. Who would, drop me off, nigga. Who would, who would allow themselves to be you. recorded like this Don't anyway? I don't care, nigga. Watch out. He could have done without the N word here. Fuck? Oh my god, all right, man. Boy, do we need to even continue at this point? They're rehashing, rehashing, and um, obviously, they're this is this is straggle and sniggle theater. Uh, people have to know that in this current time of relationships, there's a lot of people trying to put their input on what relationships are. Relationships are very much changing, all right, and changing, and so is body type, which we're going to get into next. But relationships are changing and people have are trying to understand. But then you also have people that are creating, trying to create viral moments like this. I had to show it because people were talking about it, but they're trying to create viral, viral moment, moments, preying on insecurities like this, preying on men like he's she's trying to do the whole he or incel and you had to pay. And then also standing on, well, I'm not obligated to give you anything, but I'm going to use your resources. I'm going to use you and finesse you. These are insecurities that people have in the dating marketplace and people are exploiting them. And then some people are so bird brained. You're so missing link. You're so much of a mouth breather that you that you think this is real. Now, not to say that this could not be real. Okay, so there are scenarios where a woman would do something like this, right? They'll do stuff like this, and uh, men are concerned about that. This is why there's a method of flying women in, right? There's something that a protocol that you should follow if you're going to be flying women in. All right, and maybe we can talk about that. Maybe we could talk about that. So shout out to everybody there. Shout out to everybody fully participating in Straggle and Sniggle Theater. I don't need to have a, I don't need to have a, like a curtain, a red curtain, you know what I mean? With the lights and the stage. Welcome to Straggle and Sniggle Theater. (laughs) That's what I'm going to need to do. Anyway, let's acknowledge some uh, people that have come in and uh, contributed to today's show. There you go right there. Dollar Sign CGA Live or on Venmo, Coach Greg Adams TV or on PayPal. PayPal be Steven, Steven has PayPal, but it's convenient as hell. All right, uh, let's see here. And uh, we'll get into uh, Swim Fest. Wait, what is it called? Swim Fest or Swim Thick? Triggerverse says, shout out to the couples that look, or sorry, that look Timon and Pumba. He says, and if they're liberal, egg bug eating bugs also. Oh, I don't know what that was. Okay, liberal eating bugs. I don't know. Oh, I know what you mean. There's a there's a portly one and there's a thin one looking like the number 18. Shout out to the brothers that be caught slipping. I catch your ass slipping with that thick monster. Some of you guys don't, you know, are fine in public with them. Mr. Norris says uh, slightly thick chicks are fine just as long as everything is in the proper and full place, which is difficult. He says, I thought of a he says, I thought a short redheaded girl at the gym looked great. For a short and slightly thick woman, she was working hard at the gym, and this is cool to see. All right, so yeah, I mean, listen, 
body styles or body types or body types. Like we're going to talk about preferences and not everybody likes thin women. There's, there's a lane for everybody. I don't want to get ahead of myself. There's a lane for everybody, male and female, right? So not everybody likes the same body type, but we're going to talk about standards of beauty and how we got here. All right. Who is in there? All right. Cohen is in the building. He says, coach just came from the car wash next to the uh, college in my neighborhood. Three junior college, Kaylee in shorts and tight polos working as attendance. Can I get a I got money. What city do you live in? Because I didn't I've never seen that before until I moved to Nevada. All right. And in Nevada, you have these car washes at these gas stations and he, they have Kaylee's out there sitting out there in a hot ass summer in little polo shirts. And, and tight shorts. I don't know what they're doing. They're trying to get you to car wash. I'm like, oh, what are you doing? Pumping gas? So this is something that I've, really, I've seen in the last couple of weeks. I'm like, why they got these Kayleys out here? And, and what kind of job is that? You know what I mean? Like, what are you going to do? Pump my gas? Wash my windows? Wash my windshields? Uh, it's crazy. It's crazy. I don't know, man. That's kind of weird. That's a weird. But listen, everybody's got to get everybody's got to hustle. Triggerverse says Straggle and Sniggle are making black people and black Americans look bad. There's a such thing as public perception. The only thing missing is the popcorn chicken endorsement. Damn. And at some particular point, the ad that will come up on Straggle and Sniggle Theater will be a popcorn chicken ad. And that's all it is. So people talk about black exploitation. The, the term black exploitation is not negative inherently, right? People think it is that they're exploiting blackism, but Black exploitation was highly supported by the black actors and whatnot. Um, it wasn't a negative term inherently. But if you look at what we continue to support, what we continue to watch um, as a people, um, it's normally this type of ghetto, low, low status things that we um, we associate with. We are like, yeah, I can understand that. I have family members like that or I'm like that. And then you complain about the perception that people have of you. Uh, it's crazy. This is like this whole all of the mascots or 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 um are what do you call it the mascots at like Disneyland or are uh, discriminating against young children okay that's the new straggle and sniggle theater it is the new straggle and sniggle theater where they actually hold up they go from park to park they go to Disneyland they go to Sesame Street they go to Chuck E Cheese and then they put their kid out there all right i was about to say something really offensive but i'll hold back on that one but um they put their kid out there and then they wait for the person to, they wait for the mascot to ignore the kid. And then they show 10 seconds of the clip out of context, right? You're like, <laughs> completely out of context. And you're like, whoa, you know what I mean? Now, you will have cases where mascots are too busy doing what they're doing or it's completely out of context or people don't understand because they've never been to a theme park or a specific theme park. You're not seeing if you're actually, they're harassing the person in the costume, the costume actor is working, or if it's legit discrimination. But now, because people are getting clout and they saw people sue someone for $68 million, of course, they're like, put my kid out there and let me show you discrimination, right? So is it legit discrimination or are they trying to catch people slipping? Okay. Are they trying to catch people slipping? And I'm looking at it at this point, or are they getting clout and attention? This is these are things that somewhat um, kind of hints at the orchestration of of things, uh, particularly in like things like um, the civil rights movement. Right. The civil rights movement highly was was orchestrated and they had orchestrated events. People can tell me there's a specific term 
that Marxists, I mean, revolutionaries use in order to highlight this. Like they'll use a, an event or specific events or they'll stage the event to reflect the real discrimination that the person might feel or a person might have went through. And then they'll continue to highlight it, orchestrated events, and then they'll press it out into the mass media. New, 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 new world order. And then they'll continue to try to they, they'll make social change. Right. And then they'll make social change or somebody will have to pay. And these corporations will then start pandering. It's kind of ridiculous. It's kind of ridiculous. And so and you're going, you're going, we're using Disney characters. Mm. <laughs> you know what I'm like? We're really, again, straggling Sniggle Theater. We're really arguing whether this Disney character ignored a child for 15 seconds. And so people that don't understand the context of this in these trained Marxists, I mean, these revolutionaries, these revolutionaries have orchestrated events in the past. And they've, they've orchestrated events that we now, you know, put people on postage stamps for. <laughs> now, was there legit discrimination in these areas? Yes. Were there people who chose to be discriminated against? Yes. You know, people had the whole uh, black people shouldn't ride on the back of the bus. Well, sure. Sure enough, 10 years later, all black people ride on the back of the bus by choice. And you're going, okay, and this was for what? What did we do? You know, the whole Rosa Parks story was simply orchestrated. And uh, they even admitted, I'm not going to go over today. Do not get, the pro-blacks better not get up. I've already covered this 15, 50, 11 times. But it was completely orchestrated, right? So um, you have to admit that it was orchestrated, but it was orchestrated to highlight something. It was highlight something that people did feel was a discriminatory event. But when you think about the orchestration of it, you're like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. This is actually despicable. And does it take that? Some people would agree, yes, it takes an orchestrated event. Some people would say, no, it should be organic. It should be legitimate so we can actually lay credit to it, right? And I think this, this Disney thing or this mascot thing is highly orchestrated, okay? Anyway. New, 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 new world order. They say coach out here shuffling. I could do some shuffling too. But if you know your history, you're okay. But if you're emotional lemming, you're not going to get it. You're not going to get it. So these things are these things are highly orchestrated. Uh, let's see here. Did I get Jones G? Did I get everybody on the cash app? All right, let me shuffle real quick. <laughs> All right, let's get some real shuffling. Anyway, I can do some shuffling too. Look out, man! What you gonna do? Look out, boys! It's coming through. Yeah, man! Yeah, man! All right, and um, you know, I've been to a lot of theme parks. And uh, sometimes they don't know what the actors have to go to go through. Uh, sometimes they are on a pressing time schedule. I've seen actors walk away from kids and they have to go back into their, you know, because they're only out there for 15 minutes and they walk around. Of course, all the kids are going to bombard them. And then when they walk the hell off, they walk the hell off. I mean, they don't stop. And then their handler pushes them, which is a security agent, pushes them to the back and they don't stop anymore unless somebody impedes them. So if a kid runs up to them and stop, they'll stop. But they're not going to push the kid out of the way. But when they go to the back, they go to the back. Anyway. But uh, people don't have experience. See, this is another thing that you don't have experience, right? And then you don't know how to empathize, sympathize, or you don't know how to say, oh, I've had experience. So I've seen that. So it's not as. But people don't get out the house. People don't travel. People never been to Disneyland or Disney World. So you don't know how it works. Not to say that there's no discrimination. I just find it hard to believe. That all the mascots got together and was like, we're going to discriminate. <laughs> mm. 
Mm-hmm. We're not going to touch the black kids. I would. That's highly unlikely. <laughs> but is there a chance that I can catch a 15-second clip? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Be Real Mahogany, he says... Uh, the income to weight ratio, the more money, the less pounds. All right, shout out to you. Mm. All right. We're going to get into that right now. Last one uh, and see if that's true. We're going to see if that's true. Dejan Dixon says, I like him five foot 10, 220 pounds, all hips and ass. All right. He liked them thick lips, hips, tits. It's like them. All right. Shout out to you for liking them thick, thickies, the slimmies. Let's review this thick. Fe- what is it called? I put swim fest in here. But it should be Thick Fest. What was the name of it? It's called Swim Thick. Holy moly. All right. Swim Thick. Swim Thick. That's what it's called. Swim Thick. Lord have mercy. I'm going to change the title here. Swim Thick is the name of it. So we were talking about the other day Slim Thick. Well, they went with Slim Swim Thick. Wow. Let's go ahead and put this up here. Let's show you the video just in case you've been lost in the sauce yourself and you've been smacking out junior college chicks here it is right here and um it's on my twitter I actually featured it let's go ahead and play it with the volume and uh put it up full screen hopefully we can see this right here yes we got it all right so still oh my goodness there's somebody got some big sloppy jalopies out there and we'll be respectful we're definitely going to be respectful i'm not going to talk negatively about people here but this apparently has taken place in houston All right. And as you can see from this uh, picture here, we're going to show it. There are some very large women here, and I think that's what they were trying to attract. The pool is rather small. I think if you were going to hold an event like that, potentially you might want to have gone to the, the Mississippi River. I'm not sure. This pool is not the type of pool that you would host this event. I mean, come on. Like, this don't even make any sense. Maybe they assumed that, um, Not everybody would get in the water, but at least they're putting legs in the water and there are some women in the water, right? And there are a lot of people on the sideline and you can't even walk. You can't even walk. There's no path. And I'm not sure if it's because the amount of people or the size or girth of the people that are on the path. You can't really tell. Like, is it that if everybody was in shape, could you walk in between the people or is it or is the space small? It's the space small. Um. Let's go ahead and roll this film here. All right, you guys see? Wait a minute. Let's play it without the volume. They seem to be rapping some some trap music right here. Um, you know, I think in the south as I, you know, go through the south, I've lived in the south. There this is a normal this would be representing normal woman that you would see out in public. Um Actually, if you look at obesity statistics, uh, six, six, six or 60 percent plus almost pushing 70 percent plus of the women, especially melanated women, are going to be like this. All right. This is not, it's without a doubt. So um, as you can see here, as the, the camera pans, you can see here. I mean, there's not a lot of what I would say European type women here. I think I did see one white woman, one white woman, but she obviously did look like the white woman that you would expect to be there short haircut, right? Short haircut tattoos, potentially. And so, yeah, it's not going to be a long stringy hair Kaylee version of the white woman. There it's going to be a, a, a mud shark version, if you will. All right. So going, going down here as we're panning, 
we're going to see the amount of men that are at this event or if men were invited as opposed to how many women are at this event. So I see a couple of men here and they're portly as well. Okay. They're, they're not, they're not in shape brothers. And, uh, we, we have here, we have a couple of brothers here. All right. He looked like he's shuffling. And then we have a couple of brothers, another brother here, and he's hugging on to another woman here. You know, the, these shapes are not natural shapes. There's something, I get it. There's people who are, are, are uh, thicker than others, but this is a non-natural shape. All right. This is like a, this is a HGMO or GMO shape. This is a genetically modified version of a human being many times. You know, I understand people are overweight, but this is not where weight should be distributed naturally. So let me go ahead and pan here. And there's a couple of brothers here. Um, I don't see any white guys here yet. I see a thicker, smaller, thicker, slim, thick white girl here or a Latina. I see two brothers here. These two brothers appear to be young, all right, meaning highly sexually motivated. The women appear to be older. The women appear to be older or they look older. I can't really tell. So let me go here. We got to we got to we got to do this. The women don't appear to be in their 20s. They appear to be definitely in their 30s, 40s and 50s, right? 30, 40s for sure. Uh, I don't know if they if that just because they look like that or I'm not sure. But the women appear to be older while the men appear to be younger. And there's something here that's going on. There's a fetish of that. Yo, wife, favorite truck driver. So there's another portly guy. So these people are good. There's another big guy. These two guys are highly motivated by lust. We'll talk about that in a minute. And there's a guy up here looking like a $2 rapper. And he looks to be with the Kaylee, potentially. But there's a leather large woman that's attracting his eyes right here. Right? He's looking at this woman because men like these women. I'm going to put it on record. I know for a fact that men like these women, but we're going to find out why they like these women. All right, so here we go right there. So we see, everybody see that. Um, a, a, apparently, this is the not the first time this event was held. This is not the first time this event was held. This event has been being held for the last few years. And um, we're going to talk about the truth behind this. But, but before we do, let's talk about, let me see here. I got to cut off a couple of these tabs here because it's getting a little hectic. So let's talk about this first and foremost. All right, so let's talk about this. Let's talk about what society has actually exposed with the amount of people here uh, dating each other. We're going to talk about who is the least desirable and the most desirable, definitely by race, uh, who represents the smallest group of people and how it goes. So this is a black woman here with an Asian man, obviously, if you know data. And unfortunately, this data right here is uh, you can't really see the graph. But this data, I did a stream on this when I broke it down. Women respond to these men. All right, who are. Who do women respond to more on, on the dating app? Who gets the highest responses? And you, if you say by race, who, what race are they selecting? So black men typically, uh, black women typically get a response from black men. So black women are overwhelmingly set, uh, selecting black men to respond to. Well, when it comes to Asian, Latino, and whites, they tend to skew towards white women. All right. Um, women, the women, sorry, starts responding to the white men. This could be economically or whatnot, but Asian women, Latino women, and white women tend to respond to white men more. So that would make white men the higher selected in the food chain here. And obviously, they represent the highest number of people. Men respond to who are men more likely to respond to? Um, Asian men more likely to respond to Latina 
women, while black, Latino, and white men typically are going to respond more to Asian women first, first and foremost. All right, interesting. So Asian women, higher selected. Black women, least selected. But then black men, we'll talk about that too here. Lowest response rates. When it comes to Asian women, the lowest response rate, Asian, Latino, and white, they are least likely to respond to black men. All right? <laughs> That's sad. And black women are least likely to respond to white men. Interesting, right? Very interesting. So black women are least likely to respond to white men. All right. But then uh, Asian, Latino, and white women least respond to black men. All right. And then from the other pr perspective on the men's side, it's a unanimous decision. Unanimous the least response from Asian, Black, Latino, and white men are going to be towards Black women. All right, so already, already, and this is just doing the dating app, already they're at a disadvantage. Already Black women are at a disadvantage, unfortunately, when it comes to selection. And I know people are going to say, well, that's dating apps. Well, the problem is this is how most people date. It's no longer a situation where these people are going, well, people don't uh, use dating apps as much. All right, most people are using dating apps, especially if they're normies. Okay, that's what that experiment revealed. Let's see here. And so now we have a culture of where, where people are going to say now, well, there was a time that bigger women were more obsessed about. And when we say big, we're not talking about that people that were at swim thick. We're talking about more larger cheruby type, fluffy type women. Where they weren't obese, they were just not thin. And where did this come from? So there's a trend now where we're trying to change the beauty standards. We're going, okay, now we got big women, or let's put normal women, or um, let's put real women up. And so now we have this idea that we can put these women up on um, uh, swimsuit covers and models and billboards. And then we can say these people are healthy. We're going to discuss that. But the beauty trend prior to that was a very thin European style look, if you will. And so people will say these are white standards, flat backs, heroin chic, waists, very thin, tall, um, long, mild legs. All right. The perfect butt woman. All right. The perfect butt woman. Let's go ahead and play that clip just so you can see what we're talking about with the woman with the perfect butt. This woman has the most perfect behind in America. I feel very flattered that anyone would say that I have a perfect but gene designers say Natasha Wagner's bottom is not too big. It's not too small. It's just perfect. Natasha's curves are in all the right places. The 34 year old from Los Angeles is a size six, has a 28 inch waist and stands five feet, eight inches tall. Mile long legs. She's thin, but curvy at the same time. And her hip to waist ratio is perfectly proportioned. Now you can see they're kind of pushing it there, right? You know, most people aren't going to select that type of person, especially if they're lower on the economic scale, right? You would be like, oh, I just can't get with that, right? It looks painful. It looks painful. And you're like, that is not the perfect butt, but this is what the industry has put out. And if you look at um, how far we've come, you went from heroin chic where the women look absolutely emaciated and unhealthy. And these women will say, I eat grape skins and I eat a one raisin a day and I smoke drugs and cocaine, cocaine and heroin. It went from that level. Now we're all the way pushing the envelope all the way back. And it's mostly due to social justice and, and all of that type of stuff. 
So let's take down the heroin chic models and talk about the likelihood of what they're looking for to be a model. This is from how to get into modeling. What type of person are they looking for? And I'll read it. Runway. Runway. Here it is right here. Fashion models have a very particular age, height, and measurement standard. Now, the reason why is because most of these people are making clothes for a certain type of woman or to make the clothes look better. The typical age is 16 to 21, okay, which would be legal in 38 states, all right? But 16 to 31, most people didn't realize at a particular time that um, the models that you were, you, were, you were probably being exposed to were under the age of 18 for a long time. Like if you think of um, during this time period, Brooke Shields, all right, these women were starting off at models at 15, 16, 17. And the reason why, people don't really understand the reason why, is because these women typically had better skin. All right, skin. Skin is what makes modeling most of the time. So not skin color, but the quality of skin. And typically, because the amount of baby fat or the amount of uh, tightness of the skin under the epidermis and the dermis and the endodermis, okay, the skin is going to be tighter and there's going to be less of a flabby area. And then there's less likely to have to do post- uh, post editing and all of these things, the skin is going to make it. So it's not that they're choosing young women. They're choosing women with healthier skin because skin is everything. I mean, have you ever seen a pretty woman with bad skin? No. And so typically these standards make it so that the age of the women were low. It's not something perverted, although that industry is rather perverted, but it was mostly because of the quality of skin. Now we've gone over and said, no, it's going to be body shape, top body type. That does come into play. But I just wanted to reference that just so you guys know. And it says here, models can be younger than this, but many agencies will require models to be at least 16. Height, 5'9 to 6 foot tall, bust between 32 and 36, waist 22 to 26, and then hips should be between 33 and 35. All right, now we have women running around with 60-inch hips, and they're trying to push back at these standards. All right, print, lingerie, swim modeling, all of these things will have different categories or or requirements. Okay. All right. Now that we got that, let's talk about this. All right. Let's talk about this, which is going to be of the utmost important because now people are arguing these people can be he healthy. Let's show you again. There's going to be people that say you cannot tell. You cannot tell if these women are healthy or not. And you're going well, typically with the data, you can pretty much tell, all right, number one. Number two, you'd have to think, who's going to be carrying these women's caskets? Because that's going to be an important question. Some of these women do live into their 50s and 60s, some into their 60s and 70s. You all have that one aunt. aunt if you're a melanated person, you have that one or two aunts that are extremely heavy and just titties bigger than Aretha Franklin. And you're going, when she dies, who's carrying this casket? Okay, you're like, what? This is going to be a thing you're going to need. You you can't cremate. You cannot cremate because it'll set up a damn inferno, blazing inferno at the cremation's place. All right, just too much fat there. They will even tell you that. By the way, just look it up yourself. Go to a crematory and ask, can you cremate this type of person? They'd be like, no, nah, you set a whole damn fire ablaze. All right, so you would have to find alternative. Wait, me. Oh, confirmed. Confirm. 
So these people will say they're healthy. Well, let's go ahead and take a look at the data. We're looking at data here. We're not looking at uh, what it was right here. We're not looking at what the likelihood of, um, of uh, we're not just going to just take it all. You can't tell. Let's talk about this. People who have overweight and obesity, all right, compared to those with healthy weight are at an increased risk for many serious diseases and health conditions. Not even the booty pox. Okay. Not even the booty pox, y'all. All right. These are other health conditions, particularly all causes of death. All right. High blood pressure, a.k.a. hypertension, high LDL cholesterol. Of course, you can get a test. Right. You can get a test and you could probably be big and be fine with these things. But we're going to look at the data. Type two diabetes, diabetes, coronary heart disease, stroke, gallbladder disease, osteoporosis, which is going to be prevalent in women, especially women who age. So the women that are 30 and that are this big may not experience osteoporosis, but osteoporosis is very high in women and also also larger women. And it's going to be a problem down the line. How about sleep apnea and breathing problems? You ever fell asleep next to a big girl? All right. The snoring is just going to be, see, this is what happens. You fall asleep after post-nut clarity, which we'll talk about. And um, you hear how this woman person, it could be a big man or a woman. You hear how they sound when they're sleeping and it's not attractive. It's not attractive. So let's be real. Okay. What else does it say? Uh, many types of cancer, low quality of life, which is a major one, guys. Low quality of life. Um, typically, bigger women tend to tend to be more likely to want to want to be sedentary. Right. I know this as a professional. I'm speaking professionally here. They're least likely to hop up, least likely to jump on roller skates, skateboards, least likely to jump on the bike, least likely to go for a hike. I mean, you're going to see some out there but they're least likely to do this on a consistent basis, which is going to lead to probably coronary issues, uh, lack of blood pressure. Um, many times you might see a big woman and you might like a big woman and she's thick and round and you're like, oh, the titties are saggy enough and the booties up there, you know, uh, the, the hips are piled on excess of fat. But you'll look at their ankles. You'll look at their ankles and feet. It'll be swollen because they're not getting the blood flow. Uh, this is not typically younger women. This is going to be women over 35 and 40. Right there, they got toe fungus. The toe, the toe got gangrene on it because the flow is not going there. Um, they're typically going to be sedentary throughout the vast majority of the day. They might have a job that requires them to sit down. These are all truths that you cannot deny. Varicose veins. These are all things that gonna happen, right? Cellulite, if you will. Uh, but but some nasty guys are going to say they like this as a preference, which I'm going to torpedo right now. It's not a preference. We're going to tell you what it is. Okay. Now, if you marry a woman like this, this is why statistically these are the least selected. Because if you marry her, obviously she's going to gain weight throughout the marriage. She's going to be more sedentary. And then also the health risks later in life are going to be phenomenal, astronomical, <laughs> astronomical. And then her ability, her, you know, sexually is she's going to taper off. And then the ability to perform is not going to be there, but we'll talk about that later too. All right, we'll talk about that later too. Let's give you some more info. Obesity in so-called African-Americans, okay? So-called African-Americans. It's an issue. So while we're praising these women, right? While we're saying there's nothing wrong with them, we also know the health issues related. I don't want to hear about, you can't tell these people health. You can't tell if they're healthy. Yes, you can, bro. That's this. 
if you're gonna if you're gonna use that as an argument, all right, you're literally in the delusion. You can completely tell what's going on here. Um, not to say that these women don't be at the gym, but we know that that, 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 that this is not going to be a long term plan for uh, what you would say uh, is uh, 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 what you would want to be shaped like. Un unfortunately, gentlemen and ladies. These people sexually are rewarded for this type of book. Look, okay, we're going to get to that. We're going to get to that because these women take salami like crazy. These women are sexually active, highly sexually active, and they're highly sexually experienced. As much as you want to believe that they're not, they are. Here it is right here, obesity and African-Americans here. These are the white man's data. Says African-American women have the highest rate of obesity and being overweight. And I know people are going to say, well, it's the BMI. Okay. I mean, come on. There's, there's, a, there's, a, there's levels to this ish. Compared to other groups in the United States, about four in five African-American women are obese and overweight. And this is it's, it's from the BMI index, which is not always fair. But let's just be fair. Some of these people are way beyond measurable on the BMI. They're way beyond measurable. And this is me as a professional talking working in the fitness industry. You can't even take a skin caliper test for some of these people. So while African-American women typically are going to be heavier, more muscle massier because you got slavery, if you want, and selective breeding and all of that stuff, they're going to be more muscular, more rounder, more larger, if you will. But many of the people that they're talking about are not those women. They're not the women that have a slim waist, but just round. What they're talking about are the people who can't be measured with a skin caliper body measurement test, okay? Can't even get the calipers around. And I was at dinner last night, and I saw a table full of them. They all walked past me like this. And I'm like, like every one of them, there was a table of like eight or nine. And of course, as they got up, they had to start twerking and grinding to the salsa music. And I was like, and then they all walked past me looking at me. Hi, hi. They was all in my grill while I was waiting for my flat back 21-year-old girl to show up who was late. I was like, show up so I can see these chocolate dice anyway. And they were all, guess what? Single. There was, there was two pregnant girls. There were no men. Now, they might have just went out to girls' nights on a Sunday night. There were no men. There were all women. Maybe they were celebrating a bridal. But I think I saw at least two pregnant, maybe one, and not a wedding ring in sight. Not one wedding ring, which is going to be important to this assessment here. Last one that I want to use as evidence. Let's see if we can make this larger. That's what he said. Racial and ethnic minorities suffer disproportionately higher rates of hypertension and hypertension-related morbidity and mortality. More than 50% of African-American women have hypertension compared to 39% of non-Hispanic white and 38% of Hispanic. So there's a term that you would use as gordita, but even those can't even compare the gord. I mean, because I'm not even gonna get I'm not even gonna say that, but you could go outside in the Hispanic area and you'll see what you would classify as gorditas, and even they are lower, they have a lower rate of being hypertension, obese, morbidity, mortality. They even have a lower rate than. African-American women, what's going on? Mm. We need this hardcore truth. We need this hardcore truth. This is what we're talking about here. Now, let me tackle this. Let me tackle this. 
this is typically the response you're going to get. You're going to get, well, you just have beauty standards of the European. You have the white beauty standards. In the black communities or somewhere in the village of Africa, uh, men more wanted thicker women. Okay, I'll go with that. Thicker, right? But there's a level that men are going to where it's beyond thick, and it's without a doubt. So you're seeing articles like this. It's beauty in the eye of the colonizer, okay? In which they're basically going to make a um, make, make a case for, uh, not just with skin color, not with just with hair, but then with body size. They're going to be like, well, you like small women because you like uh, white beauty standards. And it's actually like, no, no, no. There's more to going into that. You also have, um, let me see here. Let me see. I'm going to close this up. You also have situations where um, they, you'll use this type of data right here. The world used to love fat women, okay? And then I go back all the way in time. They're going to go all the way back to ancient Greece. They're going to go all the way back to Mesopotamia. They're going to go all the way back to somewhere in Russia. They're going to go back into art. They're going to use the damn uh, southern south, the antebellum south. And they're going to go back and say, back then, hoes didn't want me. Right. Or they're going to say back then, fat was the standard of beauty, right? <laughs> Somebody said used to. Now, let me read a couple of this and then I'll do the super chats and then come back and tell you why these things are happening in a certain particular economic strata. Why men are saying they prefer this and why I'm going to debunk it. Um, let me go down. As you can see here, there's some art here and what you can see. This woman is not skinny. She's not waif. She has a, what I would say, this would be a natural woman, as close to natural as you can get. But um, as times change, so do the type of women, right? So now we have the miracles of modern science that we can apply women to BBLs. They can get tummy tucks. They can get breast implants. So you can morph the woman in what you want, and it's a standard of beauty. Breast implants were not a standard of beauty. Now it's typical. You're like, eh, BBLs are not a standard of beauty, but in about five or 10 years, it will be typical. You'll be like, okay. So with that being said, just as we can morph from waif into natural size, into muscular women, bodybuilder women, fitness women, um, now you can morph and get kind of a, 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 you know, and these women have large followers. You can get a great representation of women that are not the beauty standard, and people will still consider it acceptable, except for this obese thing. Now you're going, what is this? Okay. See if I can read portions of this article. Ancient Greece, they're talking about Aphrodite, the goddess of love, and one of the most beautiful women who have ever lived. Do tell us where fat women considered to be beautiful in ancient Greece. Let me read down into the bottom where they say here, it says right here, uh, they were talking about Aphrodite's booty. They was talking about the booty don't work the same and not the uh, booty pox. And beauty was considered a blessing from the gods and a perfect exterior was hidden, uh, was hidden in inner perfection. So basically, if you look good, then you were good. And then it says right here, men spent up to eight hours working out. But what did the women do? But this differed from women who were created, uh, who were called the beautiful evil thing. And beauty then represented evil in women because obviously sometimes if you're beautiful on the outside, you're evil on the inside. Being a handsome woman, by definition, spelled trouble, according to BBC magazine. You couldn't really win with the beautiful being beautiful, a story as familiar today as it was then. But what did the Greeks consider to be beautiful? Wide hips, 
pale arms, pale arms, and big booties. All right, this is what they say the women look like. While the men worked out and was getting booty pox over in uh, Greece, I'm assuming, the women were, because now I, people are like, see, see? Now, if you've ever seen a woman from Greece or a, a woman that comes from a Greece family, it's no secret they typically have wide hips. He says, not big stomachs, though, right? Not fupa prints. So if you see a woman from Greece or if you go to New York and you see women that are from Greek families, what do they look like? Or even Jewish women or even black women, they're going to be wider hip. So in that culture, it's a little bit more acceptable. Is it a European standard? Not so much. Not so much. But they do have, they tend to have wider hips. It's just a part of the uh, genetics. Doesn't mean you're going to be big. You know what I mean? Like just big for no reason. Uh, let me see here. Medieval times. It says right here during medieval times in the medieval period, the hardships accompanying it, being fat was a sign of prosperity. And so right here, given that most people weren't living until 30 during the medieval period, meaning you would probably be dead by the age of 30, you would think they'd be less picky in what makes a woman attractive. They wanted long necks, small teeth, pale faces again, long hair, and a prominent stomach. The fact that they like prominent bellies is often neglected given their fondness for small waists. But during the medieval period and the hardships that accompanied it, being fat was a sign of prosperity. You had enough to eat, you're more likely to survive, and so you're attractive. Now, people are going to take that out of context and say, see, it's the European standards of America that has got us to this point. See, people really like big women. However, you're cherry picking. That's cherry picking again. Because during this time, you also had people who lived shorter lives. You also had people that were more likely to be in poverty and potato famines and all kinds of stuff. You also had people that were more likely to be um, peons and peasants. You also had the likelihood of people being involved in war, men, young men. Young men dying before the age of probably 15 and 16 with the life expectancy of 30. Are we going to apply that to today? It's not the same today. We live until 80, some 70. So having a uh, having prosperity for a long period of time is not even natural anymore. Not only that, having enough food or being able to expect it to live healthily beyond 30 into your 40s, 50s, and 60s, and 70s is not there. What about arranged marriages? What about the fact that women were subservient? Women were property. Are we going back to there too? See, you can't cherry pick. You want to go back and apply those times of beauty standards, but then you don't want to apply the rest of the standards to the rest of the world. You want to live in the new world. New, 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 new world order. Where people didn't live past 30. You want to live in the new world where people live to 80, but apply the old beauty standards. It's cherry picking. It's another classic example of cherry picking. Let's go here again. Then we'll go here. The Renaissance period. Museums are brimming with paintings and sculptures of that period. And the majority, and in the majority, you'll see fully fuller figured women. This is true. Even the Mona Lisa is a, well, <laughs> is a full figured woman. All right. We can't really determine who Mona Lisa actually is, but that's neither here nor there. During this time, larger women were deemed to be more powerful and beautiful. Consider the Mona Lisa with her broad shoulders and thick neck. I'll need, I'll die. I won't digress or I'll digress. <laughs> it says right here, 
thick neck and a lovely round face. I'm actually attracted to rounder faces as well, right? Not more streamlined, narrow faces. But then you got to understand that sometimes rounder faces come with a lot of other things. Why are men attracted to rounder faces? Typically, that's a sign of fertility, right? It's a fertility signal, which a lot of times, you know, high cheekbones or big fuller cheeks are going to represent a woman who's able to breed, breeders. So people will look for these qualities and say, that woman can have 10 babies, wider hips. She can have 10 babies that will likely survive. Is that specific or is that general? No, I've seen women that were narrow as hell that were able to have five babies. You see what I mean? Like those are the things we kind of just supply it and slap it on there. Well, if she's thick, she can have it. No, I've seen thin women. And you look at the mom, like, how did you push these babies out from between your hips? And she got big giant kids and a farm full of kids. So with that being said, these are just fertility signals where you're, where you're, what you're attracted to. You're attracted to fertility. All right. It says right here, or tight or titanium, titanium, whoever that is, laid out nude, bearing their full figure in all their glory. Fuller figured women were believed to display key signs of fertility. Shit. I didn't even read it, but there you go right there. I didn't even read this prior. But there you go, CGA speaking some truth again. Let me read that again. This article hints on it. Fuller figured women were believed to display key signs of fertility through their large breasts and bigger hips, making them highly popular. Why would they popular? Why would you want? <laughs> All right. I'm glad when I'm right. Why would you want in this time to have increased fertility? Survival agriculture all right i need 10 babies to tend these farms i need a fully figured woman who has large breasts enough to feed 10 kids i need that woman do we have that today nope do we have this need today we don't so times have changed not only dating courting from dating dating the prostitution it also changes the need and desire that you have from the woman so if now society says we no longer need fully figured woman to actually be desirable. We might need her more for arm candy. We might need her for social purposes. We might need her because this is what the neighborhood looks like. I will look weird with a fat woman in my suburban neighborhood behind the gate. I would look weird. It would be a status symbol. It would wreck your status. We have food. We have prosperity. We have the ability to have a woman have babies, even if she's barren or not barren. If she's incapable, we can have the babies through certain... We don't need the fertility like that. We don't need women that can make 10 babies. So then the standard of beauty changes. So you want to apply this standard of beauty to that time, but you simply can't. We no longer have agriculture, family with large farms. We don't have it no more. Okay. So you can't just be like, well, in the olden days, no, let's provide context. And yeah, could I be, could there be missing context in what I'm saying? Sure. And it says right here, when did this all change? And they're kind of talking about that courses, the introduction of courses. All right. Um, in the late 19th century, the love of fat women began to deteriorate as an idealized woman becoming synonymous with small weights, slope, uh, slope shoulders, tapered fingers, slender limbs, and delicate feet. Delicate feet. Then they talked about the Gibson girl, which was in the, um, the end of the 18th. Uh, 19th century into the 20th century 
the the deterioration of the Gibson girl, the deterioration, the de wait, the denigration of overweight women accompanied this. The focus was shifted to the health risk of being overweight. So now as we became more of a civilized culture as opposed to agriculture, uh, agricultural culture, now we're more civilized and we have food and the government's feeding us. I don't need a woman that's going to have health risks in the future because we're living longer. When you're living shorter, it's fine. When you're living longer, not so much. And it says right here, the focus was shifted to the health risks of being overweight rather than those of being over underweight. In popular culture, overweight women were st stereotypically portrayed as dumb, greedy, and unable to find a romantic partner. All right, um, take a look. I'll read that sentence again. And this is a stereotype. Most of the time, stereotypes have a hint of truth, but it's painted, it's a general broad brushing of what it is. It says right here, overweight women were stereotypically portrayed as dumb, greedy, and unable to find a romantic partner. Is that not true today? I mean, let's think about this and we'll get into the guys saying this is a preference here, which if this is your preference, I'm going to clear up what it is. But if this is your preference, I'm not trying to sh on you, poop on you. Because this suited the products being sold, the weight loss industry has escalated to a billion-dollar corporation, and so they need women to keep believing that thin was the only way forward. The media has also profited highly from it, selling magazine covers of women who don't really exist of a size that isn't possibly natural. So this is true. I agree with that. I agree with that. I'm not just, why is that booty all up in my, hold up, hold up. Let's go, let's do these super chats and then we'll come back. Okay. We'll come back to why you guys are obsessed with this particular look. Who is? So there's also truth in, you know, I'm, I will admit there's truth. Uh, people sell commercialism and then they sell the certain body type that people can attain. These are all true things. However, we're going to talk about this. Daniel uh, says, but coach, the ring game wife is thick. Yes, she is. Mm, she thick. Just a thick gordita. And, and she's sexy. But that's my lust talking. We'll get to that in a minute. He says, slim thug flow, but you know I like them thick. And so, yes, especially if you're in a Houston area, you're going to like them thick. Because what is the likelihood that you'll see a in shape or a thin woman? Let's say thin. Highly unlikely unless you go out into the suburbs, right? You, then you'll start to see thinner women, but then you might not say, I don't like that. Where are we at here? MPI says, Swim Thick 2023 is waiting on you. Shout out to the ladies. If y'all want to invite me to Swim Thick 2023, me, MPI, are going to be ready, all right? Right? We're going to be ready. We going. Daniel also says, if she gets a job at uh, DOA, I'll drop her off a tip. What is DOA? <laughs> All right. Appreciate you. Mr. Jones is in the building. He says, him like them young flatback plain James. Him do. Him like them Zoe's. Him like Zoe. And my husband will buy me as many fucking Louis as I want to. Him like them tight skin Zoe. Shout out to you. Appreciate you for being here. 
All right, Damian Bird says, let's go hogging. Hashtag nasty boys. We're going to talk about you nasty boys out here in a minute. We're going to give the truth to the shine. We're going to shed some light on the nasty boys. We're going to give you all some love. Big Beans is in the building. Coach is Big Game E. He says, that's communitas soup. <laughs> oh, no. Damn, hold up. I mean, you would have to ask yourself, in this representation, why are, are the majority here non, sorry, uh, non-European? I mean, this is not a great photo. I mean, listen, you might have this. We're going to talk about getting that venom out in a minute. We're going to talk about getting that venom out. All right. OG A1. He says, my opinion of thick is size 6 to 12. 12 if you're 6 foot plus. All right. So, yeah. That, yes. So, there is a difference between um, what they would call BBW supersize or um, there's another word or thick or slim thick or whatnot. I don't think that the women in that photo or that video would be considered thick. I think that would go beyond thick, if I'm not mistaken. All right. I don't, if I'm not mistaken, Dejan says, the bigger the berry, the sweeter the juice. We're going to talk about that, too. We're going to talk about that because um, there's a reason why guys will lean toward this particular body style. And it's not because, well, I don't want to give it away. Over on the pay pizzle. PayPal, who we got here? Is this trigger verse? He says, oh, and call me J. Cool. I like flat backed it as well. All right. I like flat backed it as well. So his palate, and I believe it's a brother, his palate has tended to change or skew towards a flatter back woman. And we'll maybe we'll touch on that. What does that mean? What does that mean? Trigger verse says, I'm sick of liberals always using minorities as a measuring stick for degenerate behavior. I eat unhealthy weight, monkeypox, aka the sparkles, and low intelligence, and so forth and so on. So, yeah, many. Uh, did you say who who's using this? Because many times we do it. We, as a people, do it on ourselves. We bring these things on ourselves, and then we blame everybody else. It's time for the community to really look in the mirror and stop blaming people. It's actually dismal. They'd be like blaming everybody for everything. You like Adrian. Paul, he says, I have a friend who is a mascot character, and he says the peripheral, the peripheral vision is very bad. It's a tough job. Can't see everyone. Shout out to the coach gang. I can imagine because you see the hat, right, that they're wearing these mascots. And what happens is you think their eyes are where the mascot eyes are, right? This is what I'm assuming. I've never put a helmet on, but I've been around mascots enough to know that their face is where the mouth is typically, typically, or the nose. So from your perspective, the mascot looked at you, but you're looking at what the eyes of the mascot is, and you think that that's where they, they can see. But the head is typically where the mouth is, and there's a slight opening where you can see the, a mesh right there. It's a dark mesh where the mascot, actually the person in the mascot can see only to a certain point, and you're looking at the mascot's googly eyes, and you think that's where the, <laughs> right? Sometimes. But to paint everybody the same is crazy. Oh, um, you know what? We have an old guest that wants to come in here and explain something. And I know you guys have been missing her. Let's see here. The racism yeah, you're this experiencing woman. and the struggle to make ends meet actually means the diet don't work for you the same. Yeah. The racism that you're experiencing and the struggle to make ends meet 
actually means the oh, diet wait. don't work for you the same. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Whoa, 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 whoa. I hate when people talk about black women being obese. I hate it. We are living I mean, there's a reason why you would hate it, but living in the Trump era. White people are racist. So Trump <laughs> I era. this up because I really want any white person in the room to know up front that this is what we're dealing with. Black women, when we do the same diets as white women, we lose less weight and we lose it slower. The racism that you're experiencing and the struggle to make ends meet actually means the diet don't work for you the same. That it's not gonna be this coddling of white tears and what that looks like, we're not gonna discuss, oh, maybe some of us have worked it out. No, you're always gonna be racist, actually. We're moving, we're taking care of kids, but our food quality suffers. And look, those policies kill our people. You can't get access to good healthcare, good insurance, Man, oh my boy, you know, this is all I hear when she's talking right here. I can do some shuffling too. Look out, man, what you going to do? Look out, boys, it's coming through. Yeah, man, yeah, man. I mean, listen, I just. She can't be, she can't be serious, but she's serious as a heart attack. All right, what else she got to say? So even when you're on your path to trying to figure out how to be a better human being, um, because I believe that uh -oh. people... Boy, she's schooling the white folk here. Now, none of these people are as big as her, as you can see here. None of these people, none of these Europeans that are getting schooled are as big as her. She's the only one. ...are born into not being human. Like that actually, instead of people of color and black folks being dehumanized, that actually everyone is dehumanized off rip within white supremacy. I feel like when I think I feel like so she just disqualified everything she about to say. All right. I feel like, well, everything you about to say is irrelevant, but let's see if we need to listen to this. About the trauma that black men have gone through, along with the trauma that a black woman has gone through. Uh-huh. We're able to heal each other because we know each other's pain. That, false. That's false. Yeah, man, uh, that's false, man. We look at each other as competitors. We don't even have marriages anymore. I mean, we're the least likely to get married. We're the most likely to get divorced. Relationship, single mother parent, single parenthood. Um, you know, small percentage of men have children in the hood, which means they're breeding with a uh, small percentage of men are breeding with the majority of women. This is the, what are we talking? Boy, we so eloquent when it comes to explaining shit. But looking at the mirror, nope, nope. Y'all are born into a life to not be human, and that's what y'all are taught to do, to be demons. So in this particular way, white people are all racist. We know our ancestors' pain. Black false, false. Most of the people don't have ancestors here. Okay, most, most of y'all think you have ancestors here and you don't. All right, a lot of your homeboys that you think is black, they 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 ancestor came from Jamaica. All right, which you could say, well, they go, they no different, different thing here, different thing here. All right, aka Kamala Harris and all of that. These people aren't what they what Tyreek Nasheed would say foundational black Americans. These people are a subculture of that. Which which um brings up a good point. Um, I actually was looking at Instagram and um Khaled, DJ Khaled, another example of you you think they're one of you and they're not. He had Shine, the old rapper Shine Barrel. He had Shine on his Instagram and he had his link. I clicked on the link. And I was like, I was always wondering what happened to Shine. I love Shine. And then I look on the link. He's a dignitary or a politician in Belize. 
And I was like, let me click on a couple of videos and see what he's up to. The dude was not even speaking like American shine. The dude was speaking like the people from Belize. And he had an accent and all of this shit. So then I go back. I'm thoroughly confused. I'm like, hold the phone. <laughs> he wasn't speaking in this. He, he wasn't speaking in this shine barrel rap uh, inner city, New York City voice shooting up the club shine. And I'm sitting there like, well, well hold up, hold up, hold up for a second. I love shine, by the way. But then I go to another video where he's like on a video scene. Like in between all of this di dignitary politician shine where he's talking in his Belizean accent. Now he's talking hip hop shine. And I'm sitting there like. <laughs> and he's talking like what? He's talking like an inner city ignorant. Yeah, you know. Yeah, Sean Poe, why should you pronounce that Shh, G's up, hoes down, why you just mouse for this? Yeah, yo, yo, yo. He's talking all this yeah, yo shit. I'm like, what? And then I go up, and he's like, welcome to Belize. It's Sean Poe. Watch how you pronounce this ish. Mm. What? <laughs> go look it up on your, go look it up on your Instagram. Somebody said code switching. Go look it up. And a lot of these people come to this country and they adopt the ignorant mindset. They promote it, sell it, and then they go up there and go back to where they from and they take their money and their resource. Mm. Somebody said it's green card. Got I, I know, but that has nothing to do with what we're talking about. What I'm talking about is a lot of you guys follow people that you think are your people, but they're not your people. It's crazy. I was sitting there like I was clicking videos like, whoa, whoa. He's not African-American. He doesn't have the African-American spirits, but he he acted like he was. And then he went back. He, he had his legal troubles. He went back. And now. It's crazy. But what what do they adopt when they get over here? The ignorant, this type of lifestyle. And you guys fall for it. Hook, line and sinker. <laughs> you know what I mean? You fall for it. Hook, line and sinker. And then they go back to where they came from. It's crazy. Same thing with Kamala and Obama. They they figure out how to do a couple of Al Greens and, you know, hold up a couple of fried chickens and shuffle just a little bit and y'all bite it. And they're not you. It is what it is. It's actually insane. And shout out to Shine. I, I'm not dissing him. But what I'm saying is like, whoa. So let's talk about this. What you really like. Why is there a, 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 an obsession with a culture of people who are defined as out of shape? Why do men keep saying they like thick women? Okay. If you haven't seen this video, I'm going to play it again and give you context. Oh, sorry. I muted myself. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so th this is what we're referring to. This is the pool party. As you can see, there's primarily women here, but there are some thirsty ninjas sitting over here. Take a look at this brother right here. This brother looking at in this water like it's a bowl of damn, like it's a bowl of soup up in there. All right, he is thirsty. Take a look at these brothers right here. The thirst is real. Look at the looks on faces. Look at the look. And I'm not saying these people are bad. What I'm saying is, why do men come to this? Because you're not going to see these people in the sub suburbs. You're not going to see these people in good neighborhoods. You're going to see these people probably in poor neighborhoods. What, what's happening here? And the reason why people will say it's an obsession 
is because you actually have a fetish for this type of woman. You actually have a fetish. You don't have a preference for this type of woman. See, a preference would indicate a preference would indicate that you would want to wife these women up, that you want to be seen in public overwhelmingly with these women. Actually, with the numbers of ratios available of this type of woman and the available men that actually um, that actually are wanting these type of women, you would actually see a harem. You would actually see uh, marriages that look like this. You would actually see maybe a big man and a big woman, but normally you see guys that are somewhat fit and they worked hard, they got abs, they got muscles, they did the work, they they got their job right, they got their career right, and they married, overwhelmingly married this type of woman, but you don't see that. You're seeing men who are short-term oriented, who are rotational oriented, who are low budget, low hanging fruit, bad economics. They're probably very good at sex, right? So is the woman and they're pairing up and these men hop, they hop around on these women and pounce up on them and jump up and down on like a pogo stick. The women are highly sexualized and then they get together, they have their fun and then it's on to the next. Oftentimes, these people are not seen in public together. They're not seen in public together. You cannot lie. What is a fetish? A form of sexual desire in which gratification is linked to an abnormal degree to a particular object. Either items of clothing, parts of bodies, etc. That is a fetish. I'll put the definition up. So you're selecting oftentimes based on, which all men do, a certain type of body part or a certain type of thing. It's not a preference. A preference would be different. Like say, for instance, I prefer women with pretty feet, but it could be fetishized, right? If I start using that particular part of the body, right? For a certain reason. Now, if I just select solely on feet and type of quality of feet, and then I start participating with the inanimate object, which is the foot, that would be a fetish. But if I said she has to have this, this, and this, and pretty feet, that would be a preference. Most of the time, when you're having this fetish, which your fetishes are okay, as long as you acknowledge that it is a fetish and not a preference, a fetish does not require anything other than the look or the the object, which is the gunt or the midsection, the stomach, the soggy titties, whatever it is that you're there for. You're not there for the human. You're not there for the person. You're not thinking about social dynamics. You're not thinking about economics. You're not thinking about long-term health. You're just there for the belly. You're there for the belly and the belly only. You're there because she's fat or she's obsessively fat or supersized or that's all it is, period. It's not what you prefer. It's not a preference. It's not a preference. Now, women have the same thing with the height thing, which we can go into as well. So many times you're leading with your lust only because you will disassociate with this woman once post-nut clarity hits. Soon as you bust, roar! You're going to be looking at yourself many times thinking you're a disgusting human being. You'll be like, I cannot believe you're going to smell the air. And you can't believe the smell that this, this is tip. You will not believe the, you'll be like, I can't believe. 
and you'll be thinking of yourself as you'll that you degraded yourself. Anybody ever experienced that? Listen, I'm being open and honest here. I'm being open and honest. You had a lustful situation where you were fetishizing for something. You achieved it. It was good. It was good to get your jollies off. You got your jollies off. How did you get your jollies off? Well, probably before you even got to that part, you were actually fetishizing people online. You were actually developing a fetish for that because maybe at some particular point you were down bad and you went to your prawn selection. You start selecting. You were like, I could never achieve to get that type of woman. So you'll skip that whole section and you'll go to the, I can get a woman like that. And you'll fetishize, fetishize, fetishize. You'll arouse yourself with this. And then typically that's where you walk outside and you hit. And then after you're done doing your dirty work, you're sitting on the edge of the bed, panting. And she put that big ass me hook on your shoulder and you're going, oh my God. How many of you guys actually go in for seconds and thirds? Or how many of the times that you'd be like, it's time to go? You get up, you put your pants on, and throw on your white Ewings. You out the dough. All you might get is a rubber on the flow. Because you ready to hit the road like Mario Andretti, chick. Because you steady mobbing. You'd be like, it's time to go. You'd be like, it's time for you to go. It's time for me to go. It's time to open these windows and bust a candle out. See, that's a fetish. That, that That's not a preference. <laughs> You're like, wow. You're like, what did I do? Some dudes can't go around. All right. But um, I won't get graphic here. <laughs> I won't get graphic. So uh, I, I think overwhelmingly this comes from this comes from let's let's just show the picture as I'm talking about this, because I don't want people to be like, nah, not me. I know. Let me let me just put the picture up. This typically comes from lower economic men. That goes without question. Sure, you'll find some rich dudes that will do this, but they're going to do this to a certain extent, or they'll do it behind the scenes. Even rich white guys, maybe rich Asian guys, they're going to do it behind the scenes. So that tells you something right there. They're, they're, they're shamed into this. Are they shamed because of them, or are they shamed because she doesn't fit the cultural image? And let's just say this. These women are not bad in bed. <laughs> these women are not bad in bed. They get more shots at salami than so-called fit women. And they have to be good. Is it because you have low self-esteem at the time? There could be something that points to that. Because why are you in shape and she's not required to be in shape? Why are you rewarding her sexually and she's not living up to a standard that you would want to be seen or her in public with? Are you down bad? Are you just trying to get your numbers up? Because if this is the, these are moving, these are not movable targets. You can hit this all day long. You even have women like this selling themselves online on seeking arrangements. They're like, shit, everybody wants this. Might as well make some money. <laughs> all right. Or are you, are you broke? Are you doing this because you're broke? Well, more than likely, these women are going to select from a pool of men that are not highly economically attractive. I mean, it's very simple. It's very simple. There's no way in the world that this is going to be the highly selected men economically. 
Are you there because you want to wife any of these women up? That's probably going to be a no. Are you there to get something quick? That's probably going to be yes. That's going to be a definite yes. You're not worried about these women's long-term health. You're worried about their short-term performance. And I don't care what you guys say. No matter what these women look like, they're getting salami offers left and right. Right, so they're not not they're not non-sexually desirable desirable women, but long term, when you start thinking about long term, then you start putting in the qualities of 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 uh what they need to be. Not only that, I'm gonna add to this. I'm gonna add to this and say this point. Okay, when you get to the point of where you're uh trying to select this people, the, this particular group of women, all right. Oftentimes, these group of women cannot, and I repeat, can not cross this demographic or racial line. I'm going to repeat that again. So people want to talk about this, but let me say this again. It is oftentimes the case, and this is not the case with any other group of women. This group of women cannot cross the racial line or, and I proved that with the statistics earlier, or the economic depression line. They cannot, meaning they're not overwhelmingly highly desirable only for, I mean, only, wait, they're only economically desirable for a certain race, and this is in general, and a certain economic status. Mm. They cannot cross over. Any other women tend to be able to do that, right? Even if she is overweight, like a Latino woman could probably cross over, and she could probably cross over into this pool party and do very well. She can come to Houston and be overweight or slightly overweight, and she will run these women out of the pool. A white woman that's thick with long hair, with either brown or brunette, will show up on this scene and cause such a stir as to run these women out the building. All she has to do, she can be shaped just like these women, and all she has to do is show up, and these women will be automatically at the bottom of the picking order. So what is it? You know what I mean? Can we be honest with ourselves? They be they be at the bottom of the pecking order immediately. So what is it? To me, this doesn't indicate preference. To me, this indicates lust and fetish. And a lot of women that are big like this know that they're being fetishized. They know that they're being fetishized. So that I think this market of people are going to highly... They're going to move out of the market of Pookie, eh, maybe behind closed doors, but these women will try to level up. This is why they most of the time they're single, right? They're, they're most of the time these women are single. It goes with it's not even close. They're single probably to the uh, uh, 80%, 80%. But then we're still trying to fool ourselves and call people racist and the diets don't work the same and uh, European beauty standards or a guy will say, coach, I can't stand flat backs. I get it. But I'm going to tell you, many times you say that, this is general, you're in a lower economic position, number one, or number two, you're at a position or a location where four out of five women look like that. That's the only reason. Or you're looking for something quick. You have a fetish that you have to acknowledge that is a fetish. It's a fetish. Or else I would see you guys hunkering down with these people. And then when I see you hunker down, you're broke. You ain't rich. 
or you're not in a great economic position. When I see you hunker down, you're struggling. <laughs> you're struggling. You're So your palate's going to change when your economics grow. All right. Your economics change. You're going to go, hmm. You might move to a different neighborhood. Can't be seen with this person. Then you know it's a fetish. It's not a preference. When as soon as you start shading, and unfortunately, women are arm candy. People do judge you just like women get judged on who they're with. People do judge you based on who you're with, your ability to attain a certain woman. So you might go, I'm going to have this type of girlfriend. I'm not really aroused as much as I am on my fetish girlfriend. And behind the scenes, you'll be cheating with the fetish girl. But then you'll come back to your flat back. You'll come back to your kind of thicker, slim waist. You'll, you'll come back to that. You'll come back to the little Latina. You'll come, you'll come back to your little spinner. But behind the scenes, you'll be smashing. This is why they call it effing up, all right? Because you guys eff down, and that's why you get caught. We'll talk about Neo in a minute. Let me take that down, all right? Let your voice be heard here. Again, I'm not, I'm not a guy that's like selling selling the fact that if you like overweight women, there's something wrong with you. But I want you to acknowledge that it's just fetish. And it's all right. Because I don't see, I see some of you dudes walking around looking like the number 18 with your girl. But I also know that these same guys, let me show you a picture. These same guys are talking about these women buy them clothes and gifts and whatnot. Oh, my girl buys me stuff. Let me see if I can find a great picture to represent this. My girl buys me stuff. Oh, man, dude, I was watching. Um, it was like the first 48. There was this black dude. He was tall and he was muscular. He's in Tulsa. And I think he deleted somebody. I can't remember what he did. He had three to four fat white girls. And he was acting like he was a pimp. I was like, yo. He had three to four. And they, they, he was bringing them in. He was like, this one I'm banging on, this one I'm banging on, this one I'm banging on, this one. Three to four big mud sharks. Now, I'm sitting there like, and he wasn't an ugly dude, pause. He wasn't, he was handsome. But his comfort, and I think he impregnated two or three of them. It was a dupe. And I'm sitting there like, see, this is the stuff I'm talking about. You guys talking about all this sex you're getting and all these girls are getting. Um, based on the bell-shaped curve, Okay, I'm giving you teaching points here. Where's my bell-shaped curve? Based on the bell-shaped curve, there's only so many highly attractive women. Then it starts to diminish. Then it starts to being somewhat attractive, average. And so, oh, here's the bell-shaped curve. The bell-shaped curve of beauty. There's only so many fit, attractive women that you'll have access to. Here it is right there. Some people over here, these are highly, these are in shape, highly attractive people. These are some. The, the likelihood that all of you PUAs and, and dudes are banging on all these girls is relatively low because these women are selling themselves. They have the ability to sell themselves, if not selling directly, but or or they'll sell themselves to the highest bidder, meaning marriage or, or economic status. They'll sell themselves uh, at a younger age to either older men or men their age that are headed in the right direction. So the likelihood that these women are out here just getting banged on is low. Now, the ugly women are right here or the ugly people, the likelihood of these people out here selecting a high status mate, selling themselves to the highest bidder is extremely low. So what do these people have to decide to do? 
alternative lifestyle, hoeing, prostitute, whatever it is. And then you got most people right here that fall in the middle. I find that it is my finding that most men aim low and hit rather than aiming high and miss. They would rather not aim high. They would rather aim low and hit than aim high and miss. So what do they do? They aim low and hit, 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 hit. And then they will have to do what? I have to hit 200 of these because the quality is so low. The quality is so low that I have to hit 200. You will bust it up and run right back out there and try to get another one and aim low and hit, 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 hit. Spray and pray. <laughs> yep. There's no precision. There's no lining up. There's no, it's all manipulation. Aim low and hit, hit, hit. <laughs> and it's a thing, guys, I've been there. This is why I know and aware of what's going on. I've been there. And at some particular point, I was like, yo, this is actually, this is actually demoralizing to me. It's demoralizing to me. But this is still some of you. This is still some of you, right? But, you know, and I think what happens is this is what's going to happen over time. The minute you do this, and I despise men who do this, what you'll do is you'll hit this woman in private and you'll talk crap about her in public. I am not a fan of that. Like, I don't kiss and tell, and I'm somewhat respectful for women that gave me their bodies, right? I'm not going to demoralize this woman in public. And I think it's demoralizing for me to not even be seen with this woman or act like I'm, you know, don't hold my hand. But in private, you simping in private, you waiting for her to buy you a PlayStation in private, you kissing all up on her neck, if you will, and you loving all up on her body. But then you got a nerve to talk about women being fat and chunky and cellulite. I, I think it's despicable that men do this. And I'm like, you know, you want to hit it. You know, you've been hitting on that. He said, what neck? You've been hitting on it. And you've been bragging to other men that you've been getting laid. But again, aim low and hit. <laughs> aim low and hit. That's the this is the tactic of most men. Now, again, nasty boys, we know what we we know what's up, right? The nasty boys know that this is a fetish. The nasty boys know. All right. So anyway, let's get to these. And you know Pulse Nut Clarity. And you're aware when you hit and you hit Pulse Nut Clarity. Shout out to Brooks is in the building. Just say Brooks. Shout out to you, Brooks. All right, who is in here? He says, I bet that water smell like old hot dog water. Damn. That's from C. Lewis is in the building. Wow, old hot dog water? Damn, oh my God. What a disaster. And some dudes is in there ready to sop it up. Who do we got here? Ready to sop it up. But listen, I don't know. Let your voice be heard. This is why the comment section is here. This is why the comment section is here. Let your voice be heard on this topic. Again, I know what's up. You don't have to lie. Shout out to SAU says, good morning, coach. The diets don't work for you the same. And shout out to the one sink guys. We talked about that yesterday. Uh, let's see here. We got four more on this one, and it's uh, Jay Cool. 
All right, I got these guys already. Shout out to you and shout out to f- flatbacked it. And we could talk about why the flatbacked women tend to win in this society today, if you will, if you want me to. Because you'd be like, oh, but I can't stand them narrow, but narrow this and that. But uh, eventually, these women have done what? And this is the, oh, let's talk about that. Let's talk about the flatbacks. So what do the flatbacks t- typically do? They will adapt. Shout out to Deadly Ellie. I won't go to the junior college to pay for play until Bitcoin goes back up. Keep stacking, my friends. What has the flatback that Kaylee done to compete with the thick woman? She's become thick. So there was a time, even when I was growing up, women would wear the high-waisted pants and their butt would be super flat, white women. And I went to high school like this. So those women would have super flat butts. They'd be super flat. Their butt would try to, they would try to actually take away attention from the butt. Because why? Typically higher selected men didn't go for that. That's changing because the culture now goes for a more shapelier, hiplier, roundier booty or rounded booty. But now Kaylee has done what? She went in and gained weight and she did some squats and she put on yoga pants that lift the butt. They, they, she put on the yoga pants. She was like, oh, oh, this is how we do it. And now they straddle. They stand in a straddle foot position and they pop their butt up. And they're signaling for a certain type of guy. And then a lot of certain guys even change what their desires are or, or she's signaling for a certain type of guy. But you will see it that they're trying to now emulate that style because it's now popularized. And they'll find a way to, like I said, that flat back to Kaylee who pops her booty up will come in and sweep the street of the women with the booty that has the gut to go with it, right? And so she's looking at me, looking at my booty, but everything else is out of proportion. But the Kaylee will pop her booty up, have a flat t- t- stomach, flat waist, and then she'll have, she'll look neotinous, young, and then sweep the floor of the women. And then, then, then what'll happen is they'll say cultural appropriation, right? Then they'll say these women are trying to look like they're stealing the bodies of the black woman. I've heard that about the Kardashians. Well, they're taking the body of the black woman and they're stealing it. They're stealing our bodies and they're trying to mimic. Well, last time I looked, the Kardashians, especially Kim, even though she had a allegedly a fake butt, her waist was narrow. Her waist was still narrow. As to say, that is not a black woman's body. The waist is almost not never the, the waist is almost never narrow when there's a big booty associated with it. It is always bigger midsection that goes with it. But it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. We can make up, we can play games. Shout out to uh no name says go deeper coach. Pause. Go Freudian. These guys have fetish for big women because it subconsciously reminds them of their mother. Black men date their mothers. Wow, that could go, you know, that could be there. We have a do have an Oedipus complex. Black men de- definitely do have an Oedipus complex with their mothers. All right, typically that's their only exposure to human beings, right, that they have. All right, and, and, and typically of love, right? But so black mothers tend to be heavier and whatnot and men tend to be sympathetic. Um, the Oedipus complex can be extended to the understanding that you'll die if somebody talks about your mother wrong. You'll die. You'll choose death. Like you'll confront a guy for talking about your mother. You'll die. Uh, what about when they talk about your father? And eh, not so much. So there proves to be some sort of link 
to an Oedipus complex related to black men and women. It's, it's interesting. And men will say, I selected my wife because she, he, she reminded me of my mother. Cam Newton even says as such, or the rebuttal to Cam Newton was you want somebody like your mother or your grandmother. It's interesting. It's interesting, but this is a, this is a mindset. And it's sometimes um, you guys don't understand what drip campaigning is. Drip campaign gets in your subconscious, uh, subconscious, and we'll get on the Neo here in a minute. So um, if you are exposed to something on a daily basis, it now becomes a part of your subconscious or it appears to be natural. As opposed to if I just tell you once and expect you to adapt. I tell you once and, and I say being, being aroused by overly big women, which you would say overweight, is lust. And it has only to do with being lower economic. If I just tell you that once, you won't accept it. But if I tell you that every day, you'll accept it and it'll be a part of your subconscious. All right. And then you'll try to work around it. You can heal from it. So when you go to your prawn, instead of going for that big overweight women, you'll start going, maybe I can become more fetishized with somebody that X, Y, and Z, right? But men have been exposed to, like, think about your family. Somebody said a drip campaign. A drip campaign is me marketing to you slowly, subconsciously small on a daily basis. Like if I put you on an email program, here's an email, here's an email. Every day I send you an email, that's a drip campaign. I give you a little bit over a long period of time. So men are exposed to this acceptance of the mother figure or overweight women by being exposed to it every day. Every day, every day, every day. And then you'll say it's a preference. No, it's in the back. It's in your subconscious. And you guys do. I'm telling you. Um, let's end that. Let's end that point. Because men are just, again, these people don't have their lives together. And they're, and they're telling me the preference. I don't know about that. I want to see if your life is together. Then tell me what your preference is. Don't tell me you'll have a preference no matter what your economics are. Because I don't agree with that. So let's say you're down bad and broke. And you say, I prefer big women. Then, then, then you say as a rebuttal, no, it doesn't matter how much money I have or what class I'm in or what community I live in or what kind of car I drive. I will always like big women. Okay, you can say that now. But guess what? Go get your life together. Get a Porsche 911. I'm going to tell you right now, you will not be in the big women. And the one number one reason why is they can't fit in the car. Okay. Now, I'm not saying that as a negative. I'm just saying why work so hard that you can afford that, number one, that that's what you're going to put in it? It don't make no sense, number one. Number two, they are not going to be able to hop in and out of that car. They're not going to be able to do it. Sitting in it is going to be unnatural. It's going to be, it's uncomfortable to sit in cars like that. You can't sit in cars like that, even if you're, like for me, I'm older and I have to fall in the damn thing. And when I get out, I got to be like, oh, I'm grunting just to get in and out of it. One day, now nah, I won't say that, but because um, I was going to throw a relative under the bus, but you're not going to go because obviously then you got to live in the, they don't fit in the car. <laughs> I'm just letting you know, it's not going to work. It's going to be awkward for them. They're going to be sitting up kind of high because, you know, when they sit down, they they fat pushes them up a little bit. So they big they be up and the roof is right here. So they sitting up 
Roof is all touching them. They laid back like this. They not fitting right. It's not going to be an uncomfortable ride. They're going to be. So I'm not making fun of them. But what I'm saying is your palate is going to change based on that. Let me tell you this. You pull up to the valet. You drive your car. You pull up to the valet. Everybody getting out with people who are somewhat in shape. They look good. They got their right clothes on. And then you hop out. You park at the valet. You pull up in the Bugatti million dollar car. You pull up in your Aston Aston Martin. You pull up. You're going to look foolish at the valet. (laughs) You know, the people looking at you at the valet like, man, you need to upgrade. And then exiting in an internet vehicle is not comfortable. So you got to fall into it. Then you got to have leverage to get up out the damn vehicle. And if they're wearing high heels, it's going to be a disaster. So you pull up to the valet. By the way, if you have a nice nice vehicle, you're going to have to valet it. You're not going to park in general parking. These are the things that men don't understand. I'm going to get a nice car. Park in general parking where people are going to get up and ding your car. Haters are going to come scratch your shit up for no reason. No, you're going to park valet, park it up front, okay, which is an extra cost. So you pull up to the valet, and you got to pull this damn sardine out of a can. You got to get her. Get your leverage, girl. Come on. No, you're not. Because now you got a nicer car. You're going to want to like nicer people to be in it. So you can pull up and have nicer things. And always tip the valet. So again, this is an idea that uh, we're talking about here. All right. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. What is this here? Neo's wife. Neo's wife. Now, behind the scenes, you might have a thicker girl, but not, no. You're not going to parade that around. They're going to be laughing at your ass, especially when you pick up. Uh, Anyway, Neo's wife right here accuses him. This is going to be the last story of the day. Everybody knows Neo. He's the singer. He had a couple of great albums. I actually like Neo when I was back in my simping days. All right. Back in my simping days, he had a great album called, I believe, Year of the Gentleman. That was my favorite album with Neo. And um, then um, I think it was called like Champagne Life. Where is it at? Whatever that album was, Libra Scale, great, great, great albums. Great writer, by the way. He he actually has written a lot of great songs for female artists. And I actually thought Neo had sugar in his tank for a long time. But allegedly, I mean, the wife would. This is why you wives are reckless with their mouths because they will throw your business out there to go to run to the court of public opinion. So I would say if Neo did have sugar in his tank, she would have exposed this. So Neo likes women. So that's a positive. That's definitely a positive. Um, so what does he say here? Neo's wife accuses singer of cheating on her for eight years. Who did he cheat on her with? That's going to be interesting, singer Neo. What is his best song that he would be known by? I think um, Irreplaceable by Beyonce would probably be his biggest hit, if I'm not mistaken. So the you must not know about me, you must not know about me. I believe Neo wrote that song. Irreplaceable. Anyway, he at one point was a executive at Motown or something like that. Maybe one of these labels. I mean, Neil's a big time artist. Big time. Miss Independent was another one of his big songs. Yeah, So Sick of Love song. He's got a lot. He's got a great catalog. Don't sleep on Neo. Do not sleep on Neo. Oh, he wrote Hate by uh, Hate. 
how much by, by Rihanna. So he wrote a couple songs by Rihanna as well. So do not sleep on Neo. Neo is a big major figure in the music industry. Okay. Um, yeah, the, uh, how about a round of applause? Something that by Rihanna, I think that's Neo as well. So he's big time. Uh, let's see what he, who is he, who is he been cheating with? It says right here, eight years, eight years of lies and deception. This is his wife posting on Instagram, running right to the court of public opinion. And she had to get her story out first. Eight years of it, like, eight years of unknowingly sharing my life and husband with numerous women who sell their bodies to him unprotected. Oh boy. Two theories that I've been telling you is true. Number one, men pay for play. Number two, rich men play for play. Number three, men don't be wearing condoms. Okay, my man been at the junior college going nuts. All right, now, there's something I got to say about that. What makes this woman believe that he shouldn't be smashing junior college women? I mean, what makes this woman believe that he should be? He's Neo. I don't know who she is. I've never heard of her. But Neo is Neo. Neo been getting hammered by women, by the way. I think he renewed his vows with this woman, and all of a sudden. And so she's getting at getting him at the top. Neo also had a woman say push a baby on him, and it wasn't even his baby. Oh, my God. And he was paying child support. He was visiting the kid, and he didn't get none of that money back. Neil's another guy who's, you know, a guy who's got money, and he's also a guy that tries to have it all. But he tried to go down to the junior college, and this woman's like, how dare you cheat with me? That's not cheating. Did he bring the women home? Did he have women outside, babies outside? Why can't Neo get no extra piece of peace leave? <laughs> okay, why? He can afford it. The unprotected part, again, that's what it is. And he said, she says, every last one of them unprotected. Women that sell their bodies, pay for play. I got money. To say I'm broken or heartbroken and disgusted is an understatement. To ask me to stay and accept it is absolutely insane. I mean, you're delusional. You should have known that. The mentality of a narcissist. We need to get rid of that word, narcissist. That's an overused word at this particular point. I don't think normies can even diagnose who's a narcissist. Most of the time, if somebody calls somebody a narcissist, they're a narcissist. I will no longer live a lie to the public and pretend that this is something it isn't. I choose me. She says, I choose me. I choose my happiness and health and my respect. So I will agree with her there. If Neil's going Roski and junior college chicks and women that sell their bodies unprotected. Yeah, you need to say, look, I don't want to be you going Roski and these girls, man. I can't do that. I want to protect my health. Okay, that's fine. But I will say he ain't caught nothing yet and you ain't caught nothing. So it sounds like it's working. <laughs> He done rolled the dice so many times. Shit. He he out here killing it if he's doing this. And let me tell you something. He's probably doing this on a regular basis. I gained three beautiful. I, I choose my health. Oh, my God. Here we go. I, I, I. Look at every word starts with I. Narcissist. I will no longer. I choose. I choose my happiness. I gain. I ask. I'm choosing. I, 
I am the I am not a victim. I, 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 I. I mean, they they got more eyes than the pirate. I, 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 I. All right. As soon as they want to take your money, I'm sure she's going to take his money. I gained three beautiful children out of this, but nothing else but wasted years and a heartache. I don't think so. I ask that you all please stop sending me videos or information of him cheating because what he does is no longer my concern. Lies. I am not a victim. I'm choosing to stand tall with my head held high. She's like, I'm not going to cry. It's not the time because you're not worth my tears. Oh, I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to shed no tears. No, I'm not going to cry. You know, she hurting on the inside. She clutching her pillow. Oh, my God. Here's another video. Oh, he's stroking her. He's stroking her raw ski. He like. <laughs> oh, my goodness. What else she got to say? She says, "Um, I'm choosing to stand tall with my head held high. She says it's. If someone can't love you the way you deserve them, it's up to you to love yourself. All right, let me go ahead and give her a... Have you ever noticed that it's always women trying to determine what love is? Well, it kind of makes sense because you're trying to get them. So it's Brefold's law. They set the rules of engagement you follow. But love can't be something different than what she determined it to be. No, that's not love. This is love. Well, that's you, right? And that's you. I think love is coming back to you and dropping off the pot, giving you access to my money, being, being able to sleep next to you, and me providing for my kids. That's what love is. No, it's not. It's when one man and one woman lies. That's not true. All right? There's various forms of love. It doesn't mean monogamy. Love is not synonymous with monogamy. Let me go back full screen. Love is not synonymous with monogamy. I'm coming to say that again. Here you guys go cherry picking. Love is not synonymous with, not on the man's side, it's not. Maybe on the woman's side, because that's, you're bringing the purity. But I'm bringing the money. I got money. Biologically, sex is designed for one main purpose, procreation. The female reproductive cycle comes around once a month. For a man, it's every day. For each sexual act, the woman's one egg is matched by the man's 120 million sperm cells. And let's do some calculation. 120 million sperm cells a day, every day, as opposed to one egg a month, every month, means that it will take only 30 men to impregnate all the women in the world. This points to one clear fact. A man is, by nature, polygamous. Monogamy and fidelity are unnatural situations promulgated by religious beliefs and social pressures. It's a known fact that women, for the most part, are more emotional than men. But because a man is visual and logical in nature, for him, it's just a physical release that's got nothing to do with love. A man loves his woman by protecting and providing for her. All right, but we can't, we're not mature enough to handle this. So we get into these fake monogamous relationships and they keep falling flat on their face matter of fact monogamy is the least successful form of long-term relationships there are 
it's just not achievable. But you guys keep falling for the bullshit. All right. I deserve this. And I, 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 my ass. Like, who are you? Who are you? Like, who, who makes you, who puts your peace leave on the pedestal? Now, there's a reason why monogamy does have a benefit and it could be health, right? So she did say that. I don't want to be unhealthy. So if a guy's just slanging his Johnson around and he catches STDs and brings it back to her, yes, that would be the benefit for her to maintain the monogamous lifestyle in him. In him. But she's out here acting like, oh, you can't have no more. No, she is. How much is Neo worth? I can have as much as I want. <laughs> and not only that, he's about to get as much as he wants. Neo's net worth. So now he put himself, she, uh, $9 million. Oh, shit. You need to get your weight up, Neo. Somebody said 16 million. 15 million. That's low. <laughs> I was expecting like 35, 40. All right. You need to get your weight up. But anyway, Neo about to go out here and go clap some cheeks. And now he puts himself in a better position. But I'll be worth $9 million. I'll take it. He says, I'm choosing it. She says, I cannot stand. Wait, I can't. Wait, if someone can't love you the way you deserve, then it is up to you to love yourself. Okay. He says, with no hate in my heart, I wish him nothing but the best. All right. Congratulations to her. Give her a round of applause. All right. I'm not happy. <laughs> All right. Nah. All right. And they want to hold us stuff in private. We don't want to talk about it. But she put it out the court of public opinion. And I think Neo followed up with this saying we Neo's tweet he said he want to keep this not in these streets all right so a lot of these guys don't want the business out in the street and it says right <laughs> this is Neo's response somebody put his head look like a beluga whale for the sake of our children my family and I will work together wait work through our challenges behind closed doors personal matters are meant to be addressed and dissected they're not in the public forum they're not meant to be i simply ask that you please respect me and my family's privacy at this time all right and then they go and clown him all right why they do that to him this is why he always wears a hat because his head is short of oblong vegas residency coming soon yes i'll be i'll get a ticket to go see neil i like him as a performer so now he wants to hide all of this stuff and keep this information here um obviously he doesn't want to be exposed and he doesn't want the wife to come out and put videos and name names and tell him he's involved in a strip club maybe if he he got the booty pox maybe he, he doesn't want people to know this information so he's now withdrawing back in the closed doors and try to close ranks all right but she has all the info this is why sometimes you can't tell your wife any info because um um at some point they can't they can't hold water sometimes uh when they go asking for things and trying to find out information ladies can i give y'all a bit of advice he was raised in vegas oh he's coming to vegas then yeah, he can write an album. Um, can I give you a bit of advice, ladies, before we close the show? I'm going to give you a bit of advice. Ladies, do you guys have a husband? I'm going to give you a bit of advice before we go. This is something I'm going to tell you. If your man, if you have a man, or you desire a man, maybe you desire a... Yeah. I'm going to tell you this. Do not. If he's taking care of his business and there's no red flags, like everything's going right, you might have to chime in. You might not have to chime in financially, 
do not go asking questions about how things work. This is my point that I want to make to women. If I can improve things, I'm not here to improve you, by the way. I really don't care about you. All right. I'm in these streets, right? Wait, I'm in these streets. In these streets. But what I will tell you is you will do yourself a disservice, disservice by trying to find out how this man bakes the cake. Okay. So you're baking a cake. Your man bakes a cake and he brings you a cake. But no, your ass need to know the ingredients. You need to know what temperature he cooked the cake. You need to know how he got the cake so moist. You want to know what store he bought the cake. You want to know what day he bought all of the equipment and all of the things to bake the cake. What you need to do is just shut up and let it live. Live and let live. He got the cake. He brought you the cake. You enjoyed the cake. But your nosy ass need to know all the details. And what you'll potentially find out is that something he did wasn't quite right about him making the cake. Like, you're like it don't make sense how you got it this moist. It don't make sense that it's so fluffy. It don't make sense that the icing is just so damn perfect. Something is wrong. I need to find out why this cake is so moist. I need to find out. See, but then you'll find out. Hmm. A little bit of information. The cake is moist because hmm, that doesn't make sense. I need to find out why that because is. And you start dipping. You start turning over. <laughs> you start turning over stuff and asking questions and going to this person and getting details. You start spying. You start giving up the recipe. You start. Then you might find out you don't like the way he got the cake so moist, but it tasted good. I don't like that you did that. It was a moral how you got the cake so moist. Or I just needed to know for my own comfort. What you needed to do was shut your ass up because mm. I brought you a cake and I'm going to bring you another one. And I'm going to bring you another one. And your belly going to get full. And you're going to enjoy that most cake. Just sit your ass down and stop asking questions. Because eventually, if you do that, he's going to stop making you cake. Now you're getting no more cake. Because he's annoyed that you didn't brought everybody in. You didn't ask the grocer. You didn't ask the damn dairy person. You didn't ask them. Now you got everybody in his business. People don't understand this analogy because you've never been in a long-term relationship. Now he don't want to do your cake. Or now he's got to go. And then the, ju the, the, the dairy person says, hey, man, come here, man. Listen, man, I don't need nobody in my business. I'll keep selling you the stuff to make the cake, but tell that bitch to mind her own damn business. Tell her to mind her own business because I do a little bit of shady shit to get this cake to work. But if you drag me in here or you got me in court testifying, I don't want to testify because I get my damn milk. You see what I mean? You see what I mean? And women have a, that's their Achilles heel. They got to know every damn thing. Look, man, if it's getting taken care of, shut up. <laughs> Do not bring other people into this shit. But they have the court of public opinion, and they got to got everybody that got to run around, and I need to know. I need to know. Just shut up. I know people can't stand that. Just shut up. <laughs> Where are we at here? Just be quiet. Enjoy life. Enjoy the guy that's taking care of you. Don't need to. I need to investigate your tax returns. Shut up. Mm. And why did you put this? And why is this that?
just be quiet. But I, I guarantee you, women can do it. Even though I present that challenge to you, your nosiness, your curiosity will, will, will kill you. And then you'll find yourself having to make your own cake. And you'll be claiming you're happy. You'll be like, I choose love. I choose to love myself. I can make my own cake. I'll make cake 10 times better than him. I'll get my own cake. And I'll get another man who likes to make me cake to make cake just as good as you. I'm good. I'm not going to cry. Your ass going to be making your own damn cake or finding a man to make the cake the way your previous man made it. But ain't nobody going to make that cake. Ain't nobody going to make that cake like that. Or they not going to be willing to. Because they know you a cake destroyer. And you're a home destroyer. And you too nosy for me to sit up there and make a cake. Uh, my cake called strong and independent cake. No cake all lopsided. The candles can't even stand straight up. Come on, man. And this is an analogy. When I say cake destroyer, I mean there are home destroyers. And they, home, they destroy homes because they're nosy. And you got to know the details. Guys, stop. Stop, stop um, pillow talking. Who is in here? Last one. Chris is in the building over on the cash app. A-Ron a in the building. He says, checking in, coach, running late. Keep it up. All right, we got a couple more on the PayPalsy. PayPalsy. Where are we at? Yeah, they sabotage themselves. Absolutely sabotage. I mean, it's the story of their lives. <laughs> it's the story of their life. They cannot not self. They, they can't. They, this, who, who remembers Inspector yet? Inspector Gadget. Inspector Gadget will get a clue and he'll be like, he'll read the clue. And at the bottom of the clue, it says this message will self-destruct. And then all of the time he will ball it up and throw it, you know, and then the person that was spying on him will get blown up. This message will self-destruct. When it comes to them, they self-destruct all the time and they end up in a worse position nine times out of 10. Nine times out of 10. And they said, well, I'm happier here. I'm happier here. Don't worry about me. I'm happy. All right, I'm good. And then I'm not happy. they crying themselves to sleep. <laughs> they having dinner with their dog. You going to have some? Okay. Tuck in. Eat. They sucking down antidepressants. Sucking down wine and all that stuff. Don't don't self-destruct. This woman knew not to self-destruct. Dad, what are you doing? Playing the ring game that he made, which is okay with me. Because he could definitely be fucking bitches right now. And he's playing a ring game in the kitchen. Leave my man. Hey, leave my man alone, all right? I ain't trying to self-destruct, man. Leave his ass alone. Don't tell him nothing, man. Don't self-destruct. And if he loves you, he's going to understand that. But if you playing with a nigga who already got options, coochie game's not going to work. Mm -mm. What will work with a guy who has so many options? Nothing. Stop asking questions. You know what I mean? They, they got to know everything. They sit together with their girls. What, what? And what does this mean? And I just want to know. Just ride it out. And guys, ladies and gentlemen, it's not going to get better than what you got. All right? It's, it's not going to get better than what you got. So water... Water seeks at his own level or something like that. Whatever level you are, that's the best you're going to get. You want to be, oh, I'm going to level up. Anyway, man, shout out to the coach game. We're going to be back this afternoon. And we out of here. Peace.